welcome to Twisted Fight Meeting Football Show. I'm your host Vince Vince Dice. What is going on? What's going on? Happy Tuesday. It was been a, it's been a weird day, ladies and gentlemen. It was snowing. Now it's sunny. It's it's been an odd odd in, uh, in the East Coast right now, but it's okay. Um, but anyways, it's episode eighty one. Shout out shout out to Tara Owens. Um, like uh, to, like Tara Owens says, uh, his famous word. That's my quarterback. But anyways, I got my guy Ben Fair, my co-host. What is going on, Ben Fair? <laughs> Um, how are you, my guy? We got a lot of things to talk about, and I'm looking forward to entertaining the audience once again. Shout out to the audience that listens to the show throughout the season, and I want to shout out to the Sports for You podcast because because we had a great year with them uh, beginning of the year, and I can't wait to podcast with them once again um, next year as well. Um, but go ahead, Ben. For what is going on, my man? I am I am good because I can't let sports affect me. I really can't because I think life is more important than sports. How about that? But what is going on, Ben Fair? We got a lot of we got a lot of things to share to the audience because we got to talk about the award. We got to talk about college football. We got to talk about baseball. It might be a long podcast. But who, it might be a long podcast, but who gives a fuck? Because as long as we're talking about sports, that's what matters. But what is going on, Ben Fair? What's going on, man? Yeah, we missed last week. Uh, unfortunately, we tried to record the episode, but all the weather out here in California kind of messed with signal. Um, doing well, though, man. Um, you know, we're in the height of college basketball. I mean, March Madness is right around the corner. Um, playoff basketball is, is almost here as well once we get yes. through this all-star break. Um Hopefully this all the NBA All Star break is better than the the NFL Pro Bowl, you know. Yes, fast. Uh, little little kitty games and stuff that they were playing, but uh, <laughs> and then baseball, baseball. The start of baseball is right around the corner. Fast. Some amazing, some amazing stuff has happened to to a few teams uh, yes. this off season so far, and probably the most excited I've ever been about a baseball season. But fast, um, I'm, fast. I'm excited. I'm excited about today's episode. I'm ready to kick everything off, man. Let's get it on, my guy. Let's get it on. Let's entertain the audience today. It's not to the audience that is listening to this show. But with that being said, Ben, go ahead and clarify what you had to say last week about, I guess, Twitter was making a mistake about your coach. Right? Go ahead. Real quick. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It was just like Blue, Bo- Blue Blood's bias. It's a Twitter handle on on Twitter. Um, they cover um, – College sports, pretty much just the primary football, basketball. Um, but there was a story that um, a network had published. I believe it was The Athletic yes, um, yes. published the article. But whoever published the article misconstrued everything that happened uh, in the interview between Les Fafita and the writer um, that was conducting the interview. Um, when the Athletic published the article, it, it had stated that Les Fafita had been in contact with Alabama and Kalen DeBoer, along with, I think, two or three other schools. <clears throat> and, and it was obviously uh, that can't – it's not supposed to be, be a thing because Noah Fafita obviously never entered the portal. Uh, so you can't reach out to a player who hasn't, you know, declared for the portal. Um, but – Immediately after the article was released to the public, um, the writer conducting the interview and then Les Fafita himself uh, immediately came out and said that everything was misconstrued. That was not what he uh, said. Um, And, you know, 
didn't and blue blood bias continued to run with the story even though the two sources of the story when they both came out and said all that information is incorrect and wrong and misconstrued uh, blue blood's bias continued to run with the story saying that it had to be true because it was published in an article but still completely ignoring the fact that the two people the article was about came out and said that that's not what the art was supposed to be in the article that's not what was said um like i said they just continued to run the story continue to run the story um and refused to take down the post even though everybody else mm -hmm. had pretty much taken down the post Mm -hmm. um and this isn't the first time that this account has you know continued to run with stories that have been misproven uh creating stories out of thin air that just aren't true um they they swear to be you know one of the best if not the best source of college information and it couldn't be any further from the truth um if you go and look on my Twitter account, you'll see a numerous couple of times of me calling them out on, on false stories and false narratives and just completely and utterly uh, terrible predictions within the college sports landscape. Um, it, it's baffling to see them even have somewhat of a following to begin with because of how inaccurate they are on a continuous basis. But um it is what it is, but for those who are legitimately looking for true and actual information regarding college athletics, please, please avoid Blue Bloods bias by any means. Facts, facts. <clears throat> now, speaking of college football, my friend, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's have fun with this. Bill, so the Boston College coach, by the way, he he's now the defensive coordinator for the Packers. Good luck for him, by the way. Now, Boston <clears throat> College hired Ben. Bill O'Brien. So how do you think Bill, by the way, former BAM offensive coordinator, just let the audience know, how do you think Bill O'Brien is going to do it for Boston College? So look at that, Lucas. Your boy, Bill O'Brien, the OC for the Patriots, is now with the Boston College. Look at that. He's staying in Boston, Ben. Your thoughts? And hopefully he did, I hope he does well. But what do you think? If, if Boston College fans are listen, listening to the show, what what do you what can you tell their fans? Do you think Bill O'Brien would recruit well for Boston College fans? <clears throat> well, I mean, Bill O'Brien, when he was at Bama, he wasn't really a recruiter. Um, you know, I don't, I don't remember him too much in college. Last time he was in college before Alabama, I was a teenager. I mean, last time right. he was in college before was Alabama, he Penn State, right? Penn State, right? Penn State, right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I forgot about the Penn State when I was yeah. thinking back to the one year he was at Duke. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the one year he was at Duke. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I like to hire a lot, man. He's from Boston himself. Like the yep. dude is from Boston, Massachusetts. Exactly. So he he knows all about that area. Uh, so it should, you know, help him, you know, relate to to local players. Um, you know, as much as we like to to rag on him for his stint in Houston, you know, nice. and uh, you know, coming up short. And, and some, I shouldn't say some, a lot of questionable um, play calling when he was the OC at Bama. Mm -hmm. um, the, the guy has still found ways to get it done. He's been around yeah. excellent coaching pretty much his entire 
career. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his time in New England, he spent what four years in New England winning Super Bowls. Uh, <clears throat> you know, being under the tutelage of of Bill Belichick. Um, and, and I think being in the ACC, it, it's going to be a lot easier to coach in the ACC um, compared to, you know, trying to coach in the SEC or trying to mm-hmm. coach in the, or, or trying to even coach in the Big Ten when he was in mm-hmm. Penn State. Um, so I think he's going to have a very uh, – or I shouldn't say a very easy time. I think he's going to have an, a little bit easier time than trying to coach up a team in the ACC. But – Boston College, you know, they've had guys throughout their history in college yep. football, but they're not usually a destination in which no. players are trying to go to to, to make no. that next step to, to the NFL. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I wonder how, how he's going to do in the full right. landscape of, of trying to bring in top quality players, uh, mm-hmm. especially in this age of NIL. Um, Facts. You know, if you can't afford a kid, they're just not even going to look at you anymore. Um, and, and so I think being at Boston College is going to hold some disadvantage in that aspect. But yeah. uh, I think offensively, he's going to have them look OK. Um, yeah. I really I really like their quarterback that they have coming back. So do I. He's, so do I. He's, yeah. he's a super young kid. Uh, you know, he's pro- he'll probably be the quarterback of Boston College for three yeah. years under Bill does he fit, Does he fit what Bill Bryan does, in, in your opinion? Nah. Uh, I mean, yes and no. He's he's a dual-threat quarterback for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's 100% a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, the dude yeah. just ran for 1,100 yards last year. That's <clears throat> um. Yeah. But he he does have issues throwing the ball. He he was highly yep. inaccurate last season, through yep. fifty seven only completed fifty seven percent of his passes. His touchdown interception ratio was disgusting, fifteen to fourteen. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna have to clean some of that up. But once again, I think some of that, you know, might have to do with his his receivers i'd have to really go back and watch some of those interceptions but you mm. know some of them could have been tip passes you know drop balls or some of them could have just been you know just terrible throws by by uh thomas castellanos but yeah. um he, he's gonna have to be a lot cleaner um when it comes to his passing game but as a dual threat quarterback <clears throat> as a dual threat quarterback and as someone who more than likely is gonna spend three more years in college um Mm -hmm. you really can't ask for anything more uh if you're bill o'brien going into this system um Mm -hmm. the the hard we all know the hardest position to find in football is the quarterback Quarterback, so if you have one that's got some skills and you can just hone them in a little bit and clean up the, the the little mistakes that they make you, you got yourself a player, especially in the college ranks. Um, now you just got to find everybody else. Um, so th- that's going to be interesting to see whether they attack mm-hmm. it in uh, the transfer portal, whether they attack it in trying to get kids out of high school. But, yeah, um, you know, like I said, Alabama fans, me included as, as that, but – we have a, a little bit of hatred towards Bill just because you didn't yeah. even – we didn't win a national championship with 
arguably the best quarterback of, in Alabama's history, but um, I, I do wish him the best, man. I, I do want to see him succeed. It'd be awesome to see Boston College as a, as a threat in the ACC. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll be rooting for him, man. Yeah, but you know what? I, I'm gonna give a, a, a guy a shout, out, a, a friend a shout out. Shout out to Kevin. I think he's right with the college football landscape at this point. Coaches are leaving left to right, Ben, and I, we're just in a, we're we're just in a new era in college football now. Because I'll make an example. This man Chip Kelly put a message Johnson. I ain't gonna be here for UCLA. Let me go with a, with, with the next Big Ten team. Um, his buddy Ryan Day. Wow, wow, wow. What a man. What the what a landscape with college football right now. I'm not really surprised though. I mean, Chip Kelly and Ryan Day are buddies from New Hampshire. Lucas knows this, really. So I'm, I'm not really surprised with it. They were, they were, co- they were. Uh, Ryan Day was in Chip Kelly's coach, coaching staff with Philly. I, I think you remember that. So I'm not really surprised. They're buddies. Um, ben, any thoughts about this? Um, and good luck for Chip Kelly being in the new OC for with Ryan Day. So Ben, were you shocked? I mean, or not really? Because these two are buddies. Are you surprised that Chip um... left UCLA? No, I'm not shocked he left UCLA. Um, people have been talking about him leaving UCLA for a while. For a while, okay. Um, yeah. You know, we all—I I, I thought we all thought he was going to leave after DTR left. So last yeah, year, yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk last season that you know he was going to leave once DTR was gone because yeah. the only reason he was staying at UCLA was because of his relationship with uh, with DTR. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> obviously they just had a nightmare of a season. You know, they were a yes, super they old, they were a super old team, uh, not this past season, but the season before like with, yeah, with yeah. DTR, a lot of fourth mm-hmm. year, fifth year guys. Mm-hmm. And, and they were an unbelievable team that year. Um, you know, obviously, like we said, they fell off a little bit, you know, had a brand new quarterback. I mean, they were, they had a, quarterback carousel this year they played two three yes, quarterbacks throughout the entire season uh-huh. um and i mean and you're you're pretty much the best prospect in your school's history for football went to oregon and dante yeah. Moore. yes they and did, so yeah. when you're when you're chip kelly and you're saying well fuck dude like yeah everybody's pretty much gone my my best recruit ever, you know, left for another team. Um, yeah. What is there to do? Like, yeah. so there, there's no reason in staying in UCLA and, and sticking through a rebuild, uh, at least, a, you know, a one-year rebuild. Uh, and and you're not in the Pac-12 anymore, so it's not like you can maybe win some games out. You're in the Big Ten now. So if you don't have a good team in the Big Ten, you're going to get trampled. And so I thought he made the good decision uh, of going to a new team. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think it was going to be Ohio State just because we saw Bill O'Brien there first. And then obviously the job opened up at Boston College and and Bill hopped off. And then again, Ryan Day and coaching vacancy. Yeah, I know know that. Obviously, after Bill O'Brien announced he was going to take the head coaching job, then, yeah, Yeah. the the offensive coordinator job is back open. And so grabbing a guy you you know and you're comfortable with is obviously a smart choice. But um, I I wouldn't have thought he was going to go there, though. Oh, yeah. You know how hard it is to get a guy to go from being a head coach at a power five, yeah, 
to to that must be that, take, that to must tell be to, to tell him to yeah. go to be an, a coordinator. You know, hard, that's hard to do, bro. Yeah. That must and, be and, they're and paying just, him a lot of money. They have yeah, they're, they're probably money, right? they're probably paying him a couple million. They're obviously not paying him head coaching money. They're gonna no they're, no no. They're no, gonna no. pay. They're probably paying him top offensive coordinator money for they sure. Be, but they better be yeah. Um, well, what I was trying to say, like. I was shocked that he he was willing to take a coordinating job. Like Chip Kelly's not a bad head coach in the college football realm. He's a pretty darn good head coach in college football. And he's been a head coach in college football for a good bit. So for him to take that demotion, I was honestly shocked. Despite his relationship with uh, Ryan Day, despite all that, I was still shocked to see a guy of Chip Kelly's caliber take a demotion to coordinator just to go to Ohio State. It's kind of crazy. Like he he could have easily, you know, if before Arizona made their coaching hire, I, I truly believe Chip Kelly, if he really wanted that Arizona job, he could have had it. Mm. Like I don't I don't know why he takes a, a leaves a team to go to be – I don't know why he leaves a head coaching job when you're a good head coach to go be a coordinator somewhere. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. But I wish him the best. They're getting a very, very good guy. Um, you know, like I said, he did an unbelievable job when DTR was there. So, um, I expect him to do similar things with Will Howard. You know, depending on how long he's there, you know, I expect him to do the same stuff with Aaron Noland and, and Julian Sayan as well. All right. Uh, UCLA's next head coach. He's a running back coach, by the way. Former running back for UCLA. His name is Deshaun Foster. Um, so hopefully he does well, Ben. Um, shout out to UCLA for hiring. I hope for the best for him. I hope he gets the good recruits, especially in the Big Ten. How do you feel with this hire? Now, I don't think it's a home run hire, but you know what? I think they went in-house. And we shall we'll see what happens. I think I, I'm rooting for the guy, man. Um, Deshaun Foster, he's an American football coach. He uh, he, uh, he was uh, he uh, who is a uh, yeah yeah. So he, he played he played for y'all for a year. A uh, USC? No, the 49ers. Oh wow! Oh yeah, he did. Look at that. So how do you feel with this hire? Do you? I'll say this: He's going to recruit well with running backs. The question is going to be, Ben. Do you think he's going to make UCLA, UCLA uh, relevant relevant like? Kip Kelly did for UCLA. How, how do you think this? How, how do you feel about this hire? Do you think it's going to be a great hire, or do you think this was a quick hire by UCLA? How do you feel about it? Um, you know the the guy the guy is somewhat a California kid, right? Um, you know, obviously he went to UCLA. Um, you know, he's been at UCLA for quite some time. Yep. Like you said, he he's going to recruit great running backs, and he's going to produce probably produce very good running backs as I well. I mean, we people got this guy coming out of high school out of out of the senior year was named California Player of the Year. Um, he, his senior his senior season, he ran for four thousand yards and sixty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He did, he did this in a sing, in his senior season, 4,000 rushing yards and 60 touchdowns. The guy it, it knows uh, the skill set you need to be a very good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I am shocked about it. Um, you know, he's not even a coordinator. He was a positional coach. Yeah. 
Um, he's been a positional coach his entire career. Um, so it's kind of crazy to see, you know, you get a, a power five job and a power five job going into a brand new conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, everything was last minute, you know, a lot of head coaching vacancies are already tied up. Um, it's true. And there, there's nothing wrong with going in house. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving someone an opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this guy's been at UCLA his entire career except uh-huh. one year when he went to Texas tech for a season. But, yeah. um, you, you know, the guy has more than paid his dues. He's been at UCLA for 11 years, pretty much as a coach. Um, I like it, man. I wish him the best. I wish him absolute nothing but the best. Um, and you know, we'll have to see if, uh, if UCLA can, can get back to being a, a somewhat good football program and, and not just a basketball one. Right. I'm going to, uh, your one is probably going to be a rough for him, but maybe year two, year three, we're going to find out. We're going to find out how he does good in the transfer portal. Me and Ben will watch for sure. Now, with that being said, Ben, is that true? Um, I'm hearing rumors that this is why college football is so crazy with the coaches. Coaches, is that true? Seattle stole your OC from Bama. From I guess I guess he pulled the OC from Washington. Is that true? Yeah, I was shocked. I, I remember That's crazy. Are you with um, with, this, hey, co- with the coaches switching? So it's it's crazy, bro. And by the way, go ahead. Go. Ahead, sorry, go. Ahead. I got I got no issue with coaches leaving. Right. I do have an issue when coaches say they're going to stay and then leave. Ah. So uh, with Ryan Grubb, uh, the day before he took the Seattle job, held a press conference at Alabama with boosters, coaches, you know, pretty much anyone willing to, to go to the meeting, right? And told everyone, I'm here to stay at Alabama. This is where I want to be. And then the next day, breaking news, Seattle's uh, Seahawks are signing Ryan Grubb to be the offensive coordinator. Um, that's the issue I have. Don't don't go the day before, two days before, and sit there and lie to everybody's face just to take a job behind their back. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just tell us up front. Tell us up front that, hey, you are taking offers. You are looking. You are keeping your options open. Like, people will be much happier with you if you're just straightforward from the get-go yep. and not shady. Like, it it makes you look like an untrustworthy person yep. the second you do that. Like, I, will, I can't believe anything you say if you tell me the day before yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna stay here man like i love it here this is where i want to be and then the next day we see on social media breaking news by every media outlet oh yeah i'm taking the job with the seattle seahawks for the mm-hmm. same position it makes no sense like you just went back on your word within within 24 hours that's yeah that's disgusting it's unprofessional but it, at, at, the, at the end of the day, it is what it is. All this shit is a business. Yep. The, coaching, the whole coaching realm is a business. Sports is a business. Uh, and, and guys want their money, you know. At the end of the day, that's really all it seems like for a lot of people is, is they just want their money. They, they have no loyalty whatsoever. Um, but I wish him the best. We'll see what he can do at Arizona. Are with Seattle, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yep. but I got 
I got – I'm not worried whatsoever. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is is the offensive mind. Right, right. Uh, behind all that stuff. Like, right not, – not trying to shade Ryan Grubb by any right. means, but – right. Um, when you go and look at Kalen DeBoer's offensive numbers without Ryan Grubb, they're still good. Like, and I think Ryan Grubb's best offense without Kalen DeBoer was ranked like 90th. So, um, it it goes to show you that, yeah, Ryan Grubb might be talented, but it also goes to show Kalen DeBoer is, is the real mastermind behind the offense. And so long as, so long as we got him, uh, I'm completely okay. You know, they we we're gonna we're promoting a, a guy who's been with Kalen DeBoer uh, to be the offensive coordinator. He was uh, the tight end coach, uh, I believe, one year in Washington and five years at Indiana. So uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, um, it's going to be very intriguing. But yeah, I hate I, I do hate when coaches do that, man. Like, don't don't tell us one thing one day and then the very next day it's completely different. It's it's unprofessional. People, people are going to call you a liar immediately. You, you just, you lose all your credibility the second you do that, and and it just goes to like anything that comes out of your mouth after this, it's going to be like, well, are you going to change it the next day? Are you going to change it the day after that? Like, yeah, the point. You no, know, every everybody, everybody's going to question every little thing that comes out of your mouth now the second you do that. But here's my thing, right? And, and I like how how I love how you said that. At this point, how can we trust a coach? Uh, what he says at this point? How can we trust? I mean, you 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 got to base it off their actions, you know. Like yeah. that's. I mean, I mean, that's how it should be with anything. That like yeah. words. At the end of the day, words are just words. Yeah. If they don't have an action to go with them, yeah. um, and so. You know, you just got to watch a, a person's actions, man. If, if they're saying one thing but doing another, you don't believe them. Don't believe yeah. a single word that comes out of their mouth Facts. because every that means every single thing that that they say, you have to question it because you're seeing their actions not, you know, related or and tied to the words that they're speaking. But if, yeah. a, if, a, if a coach is saying, like – for instance, like Nick Saban, Nick Saban came out and said like two days ago, if I were to continue to coach, the only place I would coach would be Alabama. And yep. you can believe you can believe that because the motherfucker spent 17 years at the same program when he easily could have gone somewhere else. He easily yep. could have gone back to the NFL, but he kept to his word and stayed at the program. Facts. Um and, and even Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh always told us, like, if he were to take another job, like, he he wanted to at least win at the college level first. That's, and he did that before did. before making the jump. So he promised he it. Kept yep. it he, he, he promised his word was to bring back Michigan football to, to the standard, and he did that. The standard for Michigan should be national championships. Yep. And so w- I had no issue with him leaving because he was already out of contract. Mm-hmm. He he won them a national championship. What more can you ask of a coach? You know, Best. I've done my, I've paid my dues. I won you a chip. Now I'm going to go on and do my and do my uh, do my job. But um, yeah, it is what it is. You just gotta you just gotta watch their actions and and not really just their words because it's it's easy for somebody to say something but not you know then go and do the actions required. 
Facts. Um, I'm gonna give a pray real, real quick. Shout out to the Michigan for hiring uh, Wink Martindale. He was DC for the Giants last year. Also, he was DC for the Ravens. So not surprising with Michigan hiring Raven coaches. There you go. Also, Ben, ben I want to give a shout out uh, to the goal of Nick Saban. Did you hear? I was we were supposed to talk about it last week, but it's okay. Nick Saban. I I said it on this show. I said Nick Saban was going to be part of the crew with um you know with Pat McAfee and oh uh, college game day. Yes, sir. Let's go, Ben. Now you get. Now you have. Now you have to watch. By the way, I'm calling it right now. Do not be surprised. Bill Belichick joins his buddy Nick Saban too. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? I'll, I'll watch it. But would you watch it? Bill Belichick, uh, Lee Corso, and then uh, with Nick Saban and Pat McAfee. Fuck it. And I, I would. I would watch it. But Belichick's not going to come to college game day. He would go to NFL. He would go to like the NFL one. Right, but I'm safe for one year though. Oh no! Like I mean, I would watch it for ten years. Like I would love to see Nick Saban and, and and Belichick talking, sitting together, talking yeah. sports. Like that's two of the most brilliant minds that ever that yeah. ever coached the game. So yeah. I would one hundred percent love that. But yeah, uh, my what favorite thing what about you, what was your thought when you saw that the breaking news about Nick? I mean, are you surprised? I guess I guess I guess he was going to go there. It made sense. Hey, guess guess who doesn't have a job on college game day and hasn't had one for going on two years now? Oh, David geez. Pollock, Mister Georgia man, the man who had the balls to tell Nick Saban on national television that his time was over and that UGA was the new standard of college football. Just for the very next year, George for David Pollock one did not have a job. And then two, we beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Oh. So David Pollock got fired and then was wrong on his prediction that he had the balls to tell Nick Saban in front of his face. And then and then guess who gets David Pollock's job? Nick fucking Saban. <laughs> the world is a crazy place, man. The it's world funny. is a it's crazy funny. place. Um no, I love it, man. You know, obviously, brilliant mind. Um, yes. We we know Pat McAfee and, and Saban have had a, at least a, a year relationship so far. Uh, you know, they're, we buddies. Saw, they're buddies. Yeah, yeah we saw, we see Saban on on Pat McAfee's podcast, and so I think there's going to be chemistry there. Um, like I said, we've seen Nick Nick do you know little guest appearances on College Game Day uh, mm-hmm. for the college football playoffs. Um, and so, you know, he's going to have some familiarity with it. Um, I, I like it a lot. He's going to, you know, be a guy who can talk about more than just the sport. He can talk about some life stuff as well. So I like it a lot, man. I'm, I'm definitely um, going to be watching a lot of college game day this year compared to years in the past, um, just so I can hear what the GOAT has to say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, now, uh, let's go with the NFL, my friend. Before we're talking about the Super Bowl, let's talk about the awards. Fuck the Pro Bowl. Um, MVP, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Let's go, man. Let's go. Ben, your thoughts? Not surprised. Yeah, had one hell of a year. With, oh, man, obviously, sticked it up against the Chiefs. That's what happened when you play a Spagnola defense. But go ahead, Ben. Your thoughts, Lamar? Congratulations, my guy. You deserved it. Yeah. You know, Lamar wins his second MVP. Um, well, he's got the second most, or he's tied tied for the second most of active players with with Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, this is a guy that people have been trying to hate on, man, forever, dude. And and I get it. His stats 
weren't as good as his first MVP. Um, you know, he, he threw for, I believe, what, eight less touchdowns. Um, he ran he ran for like f- f- five or six hundred less yards. Mm-hmm. And I believe I believe he threw for a little bit less yards as well. Um, you know, so this MVP, obviously his numbers don't look good as his first MVP, but this was a year that a lot of people's numbers necessarily didn't look crazy. You know, there wasn't any quarterback who just completely just blew everybody out of the water. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't a running back who had some monstrous season. Mm -hmm. Um, Tyreek Hill, unfortunately had those three or four games in which he missed, you know, to try and put him in that 2000 receiving club, uh, which, you know, which honestly, if he would have hit 2000, he probably would have won MVP. Um, but then again, look at Cooper Cup. You know, they didn't give it to him, but go ahead. You have to go point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when it came to this award, I mean, we all knew that they were not going to give it to Brock Purdy. We all no, knew no. that. Um, no. if, if Brock Purdy was like a first round pick, maybe they would have gave it to him. But yeah, they're not going to give it. They're not going to give an MVP to Mister yep. Irrelevant. To Mister Irrelevant, who was just drafted two seasons ago. They're they're not going to exactly. do that. Um, exactly. Pat Mahomes, you know, maybe I'm sure some could argue that he deserved it, but he, he you know, he's the three seed compared to Lamar, who was the one Back. seed, um, you know, so that's going to have some type of weight in it. But I'm happy for Lamar, man. You know, this is a guy who on draft night, when he got drafted, people called the Ravens crazy for trading up to get him. People said that Lamar. Running back. Tra- yep on draft night needed to change his position and and now and, and even yeah. even throughout his tenure even after he won his first super bowl people were still saying Lamar, ah, it was a fluke it's a fluke it's a fluke he, he still needs to change his position he's not a quarterback he's a running back he, he needs to go be a full-time running back this man is now a two-time mvp at the quarterback position man and and people are still gonna try and, and nitpick um Lamar this guy's game. And it, it's just yeah. it's it's baffling. Like I get it. Like he still has some things he can work on, but like at the end of the day, Lamar's still like 26 years old. Like he's yeah. young Lamar is younger than Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a year younger than Pat Mahomes, and people yeah. are still are still gonna try and Hating shit on this, on man. this yep. man, dude. Yeah, it, it 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 makes no freaking like. I get it. We yeah, want him. Fucking say, they'll say it. Fuck we we. Say, I get it. We we want him to win a Super Bowl. I get it. Yeah. We want to see him. You know, wins a lot more playoff games. I yep. get it. But at the end of the day, he's winning awards that are player specific. I, like yeah. at the end of the day. To win a game, you need 22 motherfuckers to do it. Yes. To win a game, you need 22 guys. To win an award that's a, a player individual award, you I mean, obviously you you need your guys to catch the ball for you to get your passing yard numbers up, and you need your offensive lineman to block for you. But he's out here winning the most prestigious individual award that you can possibly win, and that's the MVP. 
and people still don't think he can play quarterback at the NFL level. Like, does he have to win 10 MVPs before people believe he's an MVP, before people believe he's a, a, a damn good quarterback? Like, sorry, he, he doesn't throw the ball on the level of Pat Mahomes. Ben, you know, you know what they say? You know what they say? You probably saw that Bengals fan, right? I, I get it. He's a Joe Burrow fan. I get it. I mean, but, but here's my deal, right? He, he said, well, Lamar was throwing, he was having a, getting a passing guard rec- record because – he played against uh, some team that had crappy corners, but he he said when he when Lamar plays a good defense, he struggled. Your thoughts about that Bengals fan saying that? Where were the Bengals this year in the playoffs? Mm. I'm pretty sure they was watching two to th- what two three other teams from their own division playing in the playoffs, mm. and and not them. Like, bro, worry about your quarterback being healthy. Like, don't 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 look at Lamar over here. Lamar's had. Really, one injury his entire career, and that Pass. was last. That's it. One, that was that one. was last. That was last season. Yeah, last year. That's it. That's it. When when Tyler Huntley was having to play starter. But Ben, he's got a good kick. And um, he's got a good. Good. So, oh, like oh wow, like you have Justin Tucker as great as Justin Tucker is. People don't go and give. Um, Adam Vinatieri and all them the the respect that they deserve. Thank you. When, when they were winning we'll, Super Bowls and stuff. Now all of a sudden we get kickers kick um, playing. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, at, yeah. Oh, at, the yeah. End, at, bro, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. Like, I get it. You know, he's got a great kicker. He's got great defenses. You yeah. know, he's got a pretty darn good offensive line. But yeah. you need that in order to win in football. You, you cannot you. win if it's just you. You yeah. I guess you need 22 guys, and you need more than 22 guys. You need guys who can come in uh, as depth pieces. You you really need like 30 dudes Thank minimum you. Thank to you. win a football game. You need like at least 30 guys on an NFL team that are your starters and, and rotational pieces to come in to win you a game. Like it, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't get the negativity towards Lamar. I get it. He still needs to improve on some stuff here and there, but the dude is still super freaking young, man. He's still young. He, he's on a great team. You can tell he loves the fucking sport. You can tell he, you can tell he wants to get better. Like um, the dude is an absolute workhorse, man. I I, I don't understand the hate on, hatred on Lamar Jackson. It is what it is, man. I never I mean, the will. Bengals... The Bengals fan was like, "Oh, at least Joe Burrow made a Super Bowl." Oh, bro, oh, not now nah, that. And and what did he do? Game. And what did he do in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he lost. So he got yeah. at the end of the day, he got just as many Super Bowl rings as Lamar Jackson. Absolute he zero. Does. You know, you know what you you know what Lamar has, and and Joe Burrow doesn't. Two fucking MVPs. Thank you. Actually, you, you, Thank you. You want to know? You want to know another thing Lamar got that Joe Burrow has? A single MVP. Yes, like Joe, let Joe Burrow get one MVP before talking about before talking about him with a guy who who just got his second one. Like get Thank your you. first one before worrying about a guy who has two. I'm just gonna say to Bengals fans, how about fix your old line because this guy Burrow gets hurt almost every year. And me and Ben try to preach about it to Bengals fans and all Twitter, but what it is what it is, whatever. All right, now speaking of another great player. Yeah, uh, Joe Joe Burrow Joe Burrow is on pace just to be the next Andrew Luck. Yeah, 
You're not lying. A guy, lying. a guy who has a ton of talent but can't stay healthy because his offensive line is so fucked up that he's getting hit 50 plus times a year. Interesting, interesting. Joe Burrow, interesting. Joe Burrow, watch Joe Burrow retire year seven, year eight, just like Andrew Luck did. Ooh, and it would have surprised me by the way he's getting hurt. Well, oh, Ben, a question for you. Didn't didn't uh, they sign Orlando Brown Jr., a former chief? Interesting. The Chiefs didn't even need him this past weekend. Interesting. It's all good. It's all good. Whatever. What do, what, what do we know? All right. Now, speaking of uh, another good player, Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. Let's go, CMC. Uh, thank you, Panthers. Dumbass uh, organization. I We appreciate it. Your thoughts, Ben? He deserves it. Not surprised. I'm not, we're not surprised that CMC does well with the Shanahan system. Your thoughts? And obviously, this guy deserved it the way he did this year. Yeah, unbelievable season. Um, you know, pretty much the cornerstone of your guys' offense. Um, you know, a guy who is the face of the offense, essentially, you know, can, can do it all. You know, primary running back. He could be a dominant, dominant weapon as a receiver out of the backfield. Um, you know, he's not afraid whatsoever to get in there and block if he has to. Nope. Um, you know, and, and this is a guy that came off two ACL injuries, right? Back to back season. So, um, you know, usually after the first injury, usually you, you, you'll see the guys start to regress, let, let alone two injuries of the same caliber. It just just tells you how bad the Panthers O-line was, but keep going. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, but not just that. It shows you the heart, the toughness, yes. the resiliency yes. in Christian McCaffrey to yes. come back from those yes. injuries. Like a, yep. you could easily see a guy just retire after that. Yeah. Or fast. or you or you could see him, you know, try and come back after those injuries and just have a complete down season because, you know, maybe maybe he lost his burst. Maybe he lost his his shiftiness to go uh, yes. side to side. Maybe you know, maybe he loses something, but it looked Can as I make if an Christian example? McCaffrey Adrian didn't Foster? lose anything. Adrian Foster? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- Arian Foster. Yeah. Um, or even even um even Adrian Peterson. Like Adrian yes. after Adrian had his, like he still had a thousand yard season when he was with Washington, but he became a lot more of just like a power back. I'm just going to try and run through you. Marshawn Lynch, he got the beating too. Remember him? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marshawn on, in the back end of his season with the Rams, he was getting absolutely torn up. And, you know, he's, you saw him lose his speed. Like I said, with Peterson, you lost Peterson, lose his speed, but he still had his strength, so he could still yep. work. Yep. Christian McCaffrey, as strong as he is, he, he, his strength comes in his speed and his agility and his acceleration, his ability to get back up to his top speed quick, his ability to move left and right uh, when trying yeah. to cut, uh, mm-hmm. and just his overall top-end speed. Like It looks like Christian McCaffrey is the same guy today as he was before those injuries, it, and it, it's it's remarkable, man. So uh, shout-out Christian McCaffrey. You know, he gets his, what, his first? Is it, is it his first yes, offensive sir. player of the year? Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, shout-out Christian, man. Best running back in the entire NFL, and like that's folks. saying yep. that's saying a lot because you know how I love my boy King Henry, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But of course, he has to play with a dumb organization. So whatever, it is what it is. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. Your thoughts? Congrats to Miles, and what a year for him. I thought I thought it was gonna be T.J. Watt, but you know what? Hey, Miles Garrett was deserving too. So it, 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 
Either either one, either one, I'm not mad about. Yeah, I'm not mad about this. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett uh, has been kind of deserving of one for yes. b- about three years now, anyways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not mad at this whatsoever. Um, I do agree with 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 the TJ Watt thing. TJ Watt had what 19 and a half sacks or something like that yep. on the season, yep. which which yep. led the entire NFL. Um, you know, but they're going to give it to the guy that was on the better on the better defense. Miles Garrett yep. was the star of the best defense in the entire NFL. The the, the Browns, despite what they did against the Texans. They went into that playoff game as the number one defense in the NFL. Yes, they did. And the, and the best player on the best defense in the NFL is Miles Garrett. So it, it makes plenty of sense why why Miles got it this year. But I do agree, TJ. If it wasn't Miles, TJ should have been the guy who got it. Oh, facts. Oh my God, he's so great to watch. Out to Wisconsin. All right, team offensive rookie of the year. Let's go, our boys from California, Ben. TJ Stroud. Let's go. Let's go. Campbell Ben, Ben was preaching about this man. Said, I want, I want, fuck, man. But at this point, I want to be a Texas fan because, you know why? Because of D'Amico Ryan and because of C.D. Stroud. Your thoughts, Ben? And that, man, year two with C.D. Stroud with his 100 million cast space with the Houston Texans. Watch out, year two is about to get scary. Ben, your thoughts? And not surprising with C.D. Stroud getting rookie of the year. Congrats, my guy. And also, he's a Laker fan, and I'm proud of you, C.J. Let's go. Yeah, CJ, super deserving of this. Um, you know, there was another rookie very, very deserving of this award as well, Puka Nakua. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was tough. But, was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. But, but CJ ultimately just had oh, yeah. probably the best rookie season we've seen from a quarterback, um, you know, pretty much since RG3, pretty much since Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was it was absolutely incredible uh, mm-hmm. what C.J. Stroud did this year, and especially with all the fucking naysayers. Um, you know, <laughs> from his college coaches to team yeah. to some of his team former teammates to mm-hmm. you know just idiots on social media, complete <laughs> idiots in the media, so called yeah. draft experts saying that ah he's just another Ohio State kid. Uh, they're never going to pan out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's because he had Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, it's because he had this dude. Uh, it's because he had this dude. And, and sometimes and sometimes that shit might be true. Sometimes it might be true. But stop scouting the name of the school and scout the player. Scout the fucking player. And you, I promise you, your teams will draft better if they just draft scouted the player and not the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of fucking great talent on in small schools, but they don't ever get looked at because they go to a small school. Um, yeah. There are plenty of guys that go to big schools that could be great, but you know, for instance, all the Ohio State quarterbacks before CJ, yeah, they were all terrible, but. Eventually, you're going to have to get one that breaks out. So yep. stop scouting the, the name of the school and, and just scout the player. Um, CJ Stroud, unbelievable. Um, and, and he did it with a very, very young offense, man. You know, Thank like, you. Yep. This, was an, this was an offense that had Damian Pierce. Obviously, Damian, you know, was abysmal this year. And they went and had to switch to Devin Singletary. 
Yep. So now, you know, a brand new face and a brand new offense. You know, you got a first year head coach who's a defensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your wide receiving court, your the uh, most experienced receiver was Robert Woods, and he had, you know, a, an injury, a pretty much an injury season. Uh, yep. Nico Collins had not really asserted himself yet in the NFL, and he goes out and has a career freaking year. Yep. Tank Dell, another guy who was overlooked in the draft, goes out and has a very great rookie season before his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh Dalton Schultz, new location, new team, new offense, goes out and has a very good season. Um, um, I'm, I'm forgetting uh, the, the other tight end, the tight end from from uh, Miami, uh, who who had Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan okay, yeah. comes out and has a very good freaking season. Um, but unbelievable year by CJ. I can't wait to see how his career develops. Like you said, this is a team – that still got a ton of cap flexibility, a ton of youth. All those guys should continue to get better. Jalen Petrie, Will Anderson, Devin Singletary, Tank Dell, Nico, um, CJ, obviously. Um, and they got draft capital as well. So yeah. this, this is a team that I think a lot of people, a lot of people should be watching to be legitimate, legitimate super content, Super Bowl contenders within the next two seasons. Like Facts. maybe not, maybe not this year. They're competing for a Super Bowl. I think yeah. they get back to the playoffs. But come year three, year three, CJ Stroud, year three, um, Will Anderson with a year four, Jalen Petrie and Devin Singletary, a year three Tank Dell and stuff. I think it's that's good. a Super Bowl contending team right there. It's going to be scary. It's going to be fucking two, scary. Two, two seasons from now, I'm saying right now, two seasons from now, they're going to win the AFC, AFC, and they're going to represent them in All the right. Super Bowl. All right. And, and two you know, seasons. Be, you know what? Fuck you. You, you want to be – let's be Texans fans. I mean, fuck I'm be, I'm be, I love this team. I, I'm not, I'm not hey, gonna... I, might, I might be a Texans fan if Washington drafts, you know, a certain quarterback. I'll just say this. I'm not going to mention no names, but apparently Drake May is better than Caleb. Apparently. I'm not, Whatever. All right. All right. That's stupid. Whatever. All right. Now, speaking of a better Bella Kakawa's team, Ben, I called it. I mean, you called it before the season started. Rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Will fucking Anderson. Let's go, Ben. Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. Jamika Ryan with the Bama. Ben, your thoughts. I'm proud of Will Anderson. And it, it's he's just getting started. I'm so proud of the guy. And we guessed right. Go ahead, my man. And I wonder what happened to Georgia, to Georgia players, Ben, like Jalen Carter, but whatever. Go ahead. The floor is yours. It's all good. Yeah, Will Anderson wins uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more happier for this guy. Um, you know, probably the most dominating defensive player I've seen come out of college in a long time. Um, you know, not a ton of guys coming out of college, g- jumping into the rookie season are getting double team and triple teams. Um, not a lot of guys coming out of college on the defensive side of the ball are, mm-hmm. are getting offensive schemes, you know, designed to avoid a, that certain player. Like Will Anderson, you know, came into the season or finish the season with maybe numbers that you would have expected to be better, but 
when you go back and watch Will Anderson, the tape of Will Anderson, like I said, he's getting double teamed, triple teamed. Um, they're they're intentionally not running to his side of the field. They're not trying to even target players, you know, short to intermediate throws in which he might be in the area of. Like he he literally put the fear in offenses and in coaches as a rookie. That's extremely yeah. hard to do. It's extremely hard to do. And we all we all know Will Anderson is an absolute workhorse. We know he's a gym rat. We know he has crazy IQ. We know his technique is extremely good. Um, when when these guys around him start to really develop um, in in Houston and and can take some of that attention that teams are throwing at him away, and he can maybe get a, a few more one on ones then we're really going to see Will Anderson's numbers jump. But yep. um, unbelievable, man. You know, Houston Texans, they had, what, the second and third pick overall in last year's draft, and you get the offense and defense a rookie of the year. It's just another reason why I think Houston, within two two seasons, could be in the Super Bowl representing the AFC. I would not be surprised if C.J. beats Mahomes. Let's go, C.J., California native. All right. Uh, comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. Shout out to him. Um, uh, listen, man, um, I'm not really surprised. Every time when a quarterback leaves the Jets, they do well. Shout out to Gino Smith and shout out to Joe Flacco. Uh, so, yeah, so congrats to him. Um, wh- um, you know, he helped the Browns uh, because when Deshaun Watson went down. He helped the Browns get to the playoffs. And, um, yeah, shout out to him. Ben, your thoughts? He, I mean, we know he's a veteran. We, we know he was a game manager for the Browns. And, and I think he did. I think he deserved this award. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even hate – I'm not even hating on him getting this award. I think he deserved it. I'm not even mad about it. What about you? Um, I ain't going to lie. I think this was dumb as fuck. Um, Joe Flacco played in six games, bro. Six games. What do you think deserved I it? I think seven, seven mats. Damar Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. Demar, yeah. Demar Hamlin almost died on a fucking football field. Thank you, thank you. And came came back, played an entire season, even had a couple good. Yeah, he played better in the playoffs than Joe Flacco did this year. Mm. I'm pretty sure Demar Hamlin didn't throw three interceptions in a playoff game. Thank you. Thank um, you. but no, point, Demar man. Hamlin does. Demar Hamlin deserved this. He 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 almost died on a football field just a season ago, sat out the rest of that year, comes back, plays an entire fucking season, has a pretty good year, even plays well in the playoffs, and he doesn't win comeback player of the year over a guy. Over a guy. Over Joe Flacco wasn't even on a fucking team, wasn't even on teams the entire year. Like, he was sitting on his couch (laughs) until, like, week 10. He, was. he wasn't even on a team until like week 10, week 11. How does he win comeback player of the year? Because he, came back, yeah. because he came back and, and, and allowed the, the Browns to be somewhat relevant. Yeah. It's not like his numbers were good. No, he, no. He, bro, he, in his like seven games he played, he threw like 10 interceptions. And they won because of their defense. So like yeah. How, yeah. how does he win comeback player of the year? He doesn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Like you kept – the Browns afloat, but that defense was so fucking good that anyone could have kept that fucking team afloat. You know what's crazy? I don't think Joe, Joe Flacco did sorry, not sorry. deserve this shit. 
Joe Flacco does not deserve this shit. You know what's crazy? I don't think Hamlin got a vote, which is which is fucked up. That's fucked up. That's crazy. That is really crazy. But whatever. But hey, guess do. guess 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 what position has won this stupid fucking award though? The last six years. Can I, can I guess? Quarter, quarterback? All quarterbacks. All yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Dumbasses. Whatever. All right. Um, coach of the year. Um, I thought it was going to be Demico Ryan, but guess what? He beat him in, in the in the in the playoffs. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Um, your thoughts, Ben? I get it because you know Deshaun Watson went out and the Browns made the playoffs. But let's be real. If me and Ben were the voters, we would have voted for Demico Ryan. Texas. Let me repeat this. The Texans won four games last year. Last year, but they made the playoffs. But Ben, who cares about that, right? Who cares? Ben, your thoughts? I thought Demico Ryan deserved it, but whatever. They gave it to Kevin Stefanski. Your thoughts? And do you understand why they voted for Stefanski, or do you feel like uh, Demico Ryan's got fucked up? Demico Ryan's got fucking screwed on this. Got fucking screwed, bro. Like the Browns' record and the Houston record was only a one-game difference. Exactly. Like the the Browns were what finished eleven and six. Yep. And I think Houston finished eleven and seven. Yep. That's the only difference. Um, but hold on. The reason I think D'Amico got screwed on this is look at look at the record of the guy who just won it last year, Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball was nine and seven. Yeah. The motherfucker finished third. In his division. Yeah. <laughs> and they got destroyed in a playoff game. Yes, he did. Eagles, yeah. 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 Steve- Kevin Stefanski. This is his fourth fucking season with the Browns. <laughs> I get it. You Deshaun got hurt, but guess what? Deshaun has barely fucking played anyways and yeah. with Cleveland. Yeah. You have the number one defense in football that was winning you a fuck ton of games. Yep. Like, we expect you to be a good head coach by this time. Like, you're in your fourth fucking season with the same team. We expect you to be a good football club. We expect mm-hmm. you to be consistent. I mean, you when you won coach of the year in 2020 with the same fucking record you have this year. So. Mm-hmm. Why would you give it to the guy who, who's just doing the exact same but not give it to a guy who had one year as a coordinator? He had one year as a coordinator with the 49ers, gets a brand new – gets a head coaching job, has arguably one of the youngest teams in the entire NFL. Yep. Wins his fucking – let me say this again. Went won his fucking division, unlike Kevin Stefanski did. Thank you. Yep. And then dominated the motherfucker in the playoff game. Yeah. Absolutely shitted on your entire team. Got his ass kicked. Ma- yeah. Made made your number one defense look like the worst defense in the entire NFL. Yep. How does he not win coach of the year? Mm. It makes no sense. They, they, you pretty much have the same as that record. In the regular season, I believe the Browns beat the Texans, right? But that was with, yeah. that was without CJ Stroud. Yep, yep, exactly. So without the, the quarterback for the Browns, you or for Houston, you beat him. When the when the guy comes back, he 
tears your team apart and you still somehow win coach of the year over him makes no sense. I'll just say this, man. You're right. You're preaching right now. But you know what it is? It's a regular season award, but it is what it is. And speaking of um, assistant coach of the year, which I, I don't like this award. It's stupid. But uh, I think I think Spagnuolo should win this one every year. But whatever. Shout out to Spags. Um, it's Jim Schwartz. Your thoughts about this guy getting uh, assistant coach of the year? I mean, yeah, the number one defense in football, man. Um, you know, he got he finally got this defense that, you know, we've been trying to hype up for, for a couple of years now. You know, they've been drafting defensive-minded guys, very good defensive-minded players for the last few seasons now. And it seemed like they always got hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt or just – if they stayed healthy, just weren't living up to the expectations. And then finally this year they did. So I got no issue with Jim Schwartz winning it this year. Like I said, um, they were, they were clear as day, the best defense in football up until that playoff performance, but I got no issue with this. All right. Um, Walter Payton, uh, the Walter Payton award went to Cameron Hayward. Hall of the, the guys that made the hall of fame was Julius Peppers, uh, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester, finally, let's go, Dwight Freeney, Steve McMichael, and Randy, I don't know the guy, but Grand did the shark. Ben, any thoughts? And I just want to give out a shout-out to my guy, Patrick Willis. Let's go. He finally made it. And Devin Hester, and obviously Julius Peppers and Andre Johnson. Let's go. Your thoughts, my guy, about Kevin Hayward as well, making getting the Walter Payton Award? Um. I mean, Walter Payton Award, I believe, is just to, like, the guy who does the most in their community. Right, there you football. go. That's not fair, yeah. Um, Cam, Cam Jordan, we all know, is an amazing guy. Uh, we know he loves to give back to the kids. We know he, he loves does. to give back to players who are playing the sport and, you know, underprivileged communities. Um, Cameron Jordan's an, an, an absolutely amazing dude. Um, would love to meet him one day. Uh, like I said, I think he's a really genuine person. Um, so I'm happy to see him win this award. I'm surprised it's his first time winning the award, honestly. Um, I would think a guy like him would have be getting his second or third, you know, but um, I'm happy to see him get recognized. Uh, very happy for all the Hall of Fame guys. Obviously, Pat Willis, uh, Julius Peppers, even though he's a Tar Heel, uh, happy mm-hmm. to see him uh, get his credit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he was he was so much fun to watch in the NFL. Yes, he was. Um, but most importantly, I'm happy for Devin Hester, man. He's he's mm-hmm. a guy, he's a guy that I didn't think was gonna ever be able to get in just because he was punt primarily yeah. just a yeah. just a punt returner, kick returner. Yeah. Um, you know, he tried to play some corner, was was bad at it. Uh, as a receiver, even though he was so fast, he didn't run the best route, so he wasn't always you know, a, a guy that you could rely on as, as a receiver, but he could change the whole outcome of a game just on special teams, man. And I, I'm so glad to see him, him get recognized for that because literally, man, like I've never seen a guy of, of his skill set, you know, be able to do that. You know, like there was literally – any time left on the clock was always too much time left on the clock if Devin Hester was about to have a chance to run it, run a kick or punt back because mm-hmm. all, all it took was one second. All you needed, all you ever needed was one second left on the clock and potentially allow Devin to maybe run one back. Mm-hmm. And 
there was always a good chance there was, he he might run it back. So, uh, I mean, you know, if he was back on a punt, you saw punters intentionally just kicking the shit out of bounds because <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they didn't they didn't even want to risk Devin you know running it back, even yeah. even on even on kick kickoffs, you saw kickers you know, shanking kicks are, are kicking it the complete opposite way of, of which Devin was positioned on the on field. On purpose, yeah, yeah. On purpose so that, you know, he wouldn't run it back, man. So, like I said, he's a guy I didn't think was going to get in uh, ever just because he was primarily uh, a special teams guy, but I'm happy to see him in it, man. I'm happy to see him wearing that gold jacket because of just how dangerous he was as a special teams guy. Facts. Now, let's get to the Super Bowl. Let's have fun. I'm going to do it. T- okay, listen. I'm just going to tell the fans out there to listen up, okay? My, my advice for fans that listen to this podcast and any team, any fan base that listen to this podcast, give your coach time. And I'm going to explain why, Ben. So, I'm going to give – I'm going to tell the people a stat. Ready? So, Andy Green in Philadelphia. See, in Philadelphia, those fans are crazy. Uh, they expect a lot, a, a lot, but here's the deal, right? Obviously, thank God Andy Reid's not in the NFC East anymore, Ben. Thank God, right? Because here's the deal, right? 2021. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm sorry, not 2021. 2001. I'm sorry. Um, national championship, national championship game, lost. 2002, NFC Championship game, lost. 2003, NFC Championship game, lost. 2004, Super Bowl loss against the Patriots. By the way, T.O. had a tournament against kids and still played good, but they lost, right? Anyways, Kyle Shanahan, by the way, 2019, lost the Super Bowl, okay? 2020, they got hurt, by the way, but it is what it is. 2021, made the NFC Championship game against Stafford. Um, by the way, we had Jimmy G. Anyway, 2022, um, we lost Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game, but we lost. 2023, Super Bowl loss. So, the point is, it took Andy Reid 15 years to get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. Uh, the reason why I say this, Ben, and I hate the narrative with Shanahan, but it is what it is, people forget. Um, people forget. We were doing the same narrative with Andy Reid, right? His time management, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he wasn't getting over the hump. Yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, but until he got Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, when he had good quarterback, he didn't beat the Patriots, yada, yada, yada. I'm not saying Andy Reid sucks. Andy Reid's a good coach. But until, when, I, when I knew this guy, when I knew when he got Patrick Mahomes, I knew the league was going to be in trouble. Um, so, um, listen, Niner fans. Okay, I'm just going to tell this right now. Relax on Shanahan. He's going to win a Super Bowl eventually. Just come the fuck down. Now, I'm just going to say this. Ben Fair, Lucas Gator, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for looking out for me. Uh, Dirk Drummond, Ben Fair, I was really, really sad when I saw Dre Greenlaw get hurt. It was unfortunate. Um, You know, I was crying, man. It it sucks. When Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner go, this team goes. But you know what, man? At the end of the day... What what you and other people that respect about this yeah, Niner team, they, they, when, you, when you saw this game, they never gave up. They the never gave up. Not the Brock Purdy. He, he was actually – him and Josh Allen were the only quarterbacks in this playoffs that did really well against the Spagnola defense. So, by the way, and, I, and also, Ben, people forget. Um, 
I think it was five years ago. Um, and President, um, before, before the battle, before the battle, um, Bob Sutton, by the way, which by the way, before before when they had SPACs, their defense was trapped. And then when, when it got back, that's when their defense was going to be like a, that's when they had a top five defense. So, um, excuse me, at the end of the day, Chiefs fans are listening to the show. Thank uh, you guys. You guys are a dynasty. But Ben, I'm not going to let sports affect me because uh, I still am a believer of Shanahan. Everybody loves Shanahan. I know people don't like I, People are, are criticizing Shanahan, and I get it. But at the end of the day, Ben, you know, I think I think for me, this team never gave up. I think Purdy played well. Steve Wilkes had a great game, game plan in the first half. Um, you know, I think the team defense played well, man. Um, you know, for me, Ben, what really lost this game for me was the special teams fumble. Um, you know, I knew the Chiefs were going to score right after that. Um, but at the end of the day, Ben, I thought, you know what? It's over. The It's over. The Chiefs won right there. No, the Niners never gave up. It sucks to see Jake Moody miss his uh, extra kick. It is what it is. But he was out, he was on point after that. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, Ben, let's call it like it is. And... People gotta appreciate Patrick Mahomes, man. Um, this guy is a future goat. Um, ne- listen, man. Um, and, and and also at the end of the day, Ben, this game went to overtime. They need Ben. Okay, look at the elite quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen in the middle. They lost. They lost to them because of, the, of a missed field goal. Um, Lamar Jackson put up ten points against the Chiefs defense. Brock Purdy in the offense scored 23 points against the Chiefs. And went to overtime. Uh, I think the Niners did what they had to do, kick the field goal. All the defense had to do was stop them. Um, but let me ask you this, Ben. Okay? Would you rather lose by a Tyler Bass missed field goal? Or would you rather lose by um, a home touchdown? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it is what it is. And shout out to, shout out to, listen, I know people are getting at Kyle because they were, they were saying, well, should he have, you know, you know, played on defense first or, you know, take the ball first? I get why they took the ball first because let's, let's keep it a bean. The defense was on the field and they were tired. I respect what Fred Warner did. So Ben Fair, what's your thoughts? And one more thing I have to say. One more thing. That was very relevant. Mr. Brock Purdy came back from an elbow surgery, finished top five in passing yards, led the Niners to the number one seed uh, in, a, in a Super Bowl. Um, they did a first Pro Bowl and an MVP finalist. Mr. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, excuse me. Mr. Hashtag Mr. Irrelevant. Future is bright for quarterback one in the Bay. Ben, your thoughts? And you probably were sad for me, bro. But, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, Ben, I'm calm because let's give it a beat. The NFL, listen, everybody loves the Niners staff. Like, fuck, man. You got, y'all want every one of my coaching staff. Whatever. At the end of the day, Ben, your thoughts? And we're seeing a dynasty from the Chiefs. At this point, Ben, my fight for everybody. I don't give a shit if their receivers are not catching the ball in the regular season, but as long as the Chiefs receivers are catching the ball in the in the postseason, that's what it counts, right? And guess what, Ben? Shout out to Andy Reid for not playing Kadarius Tony, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to the Chiefs for winning, what, their third Super Bowl in six years. Yep. Um, you know, they've, they've been the most dominant team in the NFL, definitely been the most dominant team 
you know, in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pat Mahomes is something special. Travis Kelsey, that combination is, is always deadly. Um, what Travis Kelsey had what one catch in the first half and then eight catches in the second. Um, he for some odd reason. <laughs> but he's yeah, he he was disappointed with with uh, with Andy Reid. Like I said, he had pulled him out of a play <laughs> or something after after that big McCall Hardman catch. But um, you know, I I don't like that from Travis Kelsey. That's that's stupid and unprofessional. You, like you know that shit's they're gonna catch that shit on TV, bro. You know they're gonna catch that shit on TV. Yep. But guess what? Um, they won. If they lost. We would have talked about it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mahomes is super dangerous, man. You you can't really be upset about this game if you're a Niner fan. So, like, obviously you wanted to win, but um, you know there were a lot of people saying that y'all were probably gonna get blown out. You know there were people saying Thank that you. y'all had there were people saying y'all had no chance. You know there were people yeah. saying like oh Brock Purdy Brock Purdy can't beat Pat Mahomes. Like yeah, just as good of a game as Pat Mahomes, man. Um, mm. <laughs> Like obviously Pat threw for three thirty three and and Brock threw yeah. for like two fifty, but they had relatively the same freaking game, man. Both making incredible plays, high level throws. Um, you know, all your guys are playing super well. Like I said, it sucks that you guys are dealing with injuries. Like we saw Debo, you know, trying to play through that hamstring. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, obviously we saw the Dre Greenwall. Um, Injury, trying to you know come back onto the field, and it was a non-contact. Um, that was that. That was that really that was painful. sucked. That, that was painful. Yeah, yeah. That that one hurt a lot. Um, and, and Dre, like you said, Dre Greenwell and Fred Warner are the engine of your defense, man. So when you lose one of those engines, um, you know yeah. the the other one's got to work even harder. And 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 on, that was honestly the 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 setback for you guys because. When, when Dre's in there, you know, y'all could put Fred Warner completely on yes. Travis Kelsey and just have yeah. Fred try to cover, try to cover Trav. And, and, and that's what worked in the first half. That's why we saw Travis yeah, only have one catch because yeah. Fred, Fred just completely covered him the entire time. He just trailed him the entire time. And, and y'all just allowed Dre, you know, to kind of QB spy Mahomes or go after Mahomes or, or be aggressive, you know, going in the backfield and, and blowing up Isaiah. He was annoying the Chiefs, yeah, getting to their heads. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he was helping you guys out with your ability to rush the pass. You know, yep. we saw Eric Armstead get home. We saw Chase Young get home. We saw um, – um, who was the other guy? The, the guy y'all got from the Eagles – um, oh, Javon Hargrave, yes. Yeah, yeah, Javon Hargrave. You saw Javon Hargrave get home. Uh, Nick Bosa almost got home a couple times. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys are playing phenomenal defense. Even your offensive line. Like, your offensive line is not the best, but y'all only gave no. up one sack. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, you guys were playing very, very well. Um, it is funny that, you know, if, if, if Jake Moody makes that extra point and it doesn't get blocked, you, you guys don't even go into overtime. Um, it, it was funny. Our boy Michael Lofton, our buddy Michael Lofton, tweeted that statement out about Jake Moody, and then Jake Moody gets his kit blocked. <laughs> the next, his next. That's attempt. funny. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. It was pretty hilarious. But and also, um, Ben, you, you mentioned that, but also, let's be real. The fumble killed me too. Uh, on the, yeah, but the, that that wasn't that fumble y'all had wasn't even necessarily anyone's fault per se. I, I get it. Those, it, it bounced yeah. off. You know the one player's foot, 
where and he wasn't looking. Uh, and, Raymond, and then obviously Ray Ray, Ray, Ray yeah. wasn't able to yeah. to cover it. Um, but, you know, that's just an unfortunate thing, man. But yeah. it was an ugly game for both teams and, and the fumbling was. aspect. I mean, the, the Chiefs had like four fumbles. Um, I think they only lost one of them, but they were fumbling too. So they're a whole, by the way, they're a holding, it's, but it's still whatever. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed like no one could honestly really hold on to the ball. Um, yeah. last thing I want to say is, man, what a freaking playoff run and end of the season. Jawan fucking Jennings had. Yes. Yes. Jawan, Jawan Jennings turned into a phenomenal receiver, a trustworthy receiver, a big catch receiver. And, and the, on the back end of the regular season. And then in the playoffs, it seemed like he was making big play after big fucking play. Like we saw what he did last, what, two weeks ago yeah. in the NFC championship game with the catch did, over, one-handed catch over the middle. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, yeah. he had a, two big catches in, in this game. Obviously yeah. he had, he had the, the, Cross the field touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. Oh my God! I yes. mean, Jawan Jennings was doing everything. Hopefully, you guys retain him and, and he continues yes. to grow and he's really he's turns it, really turns into yeah. that number turns into that number three receiver. But yeah, yeah I, I want to give Jawan Jennings his praise, man. Sure. He he was absolutely unbelievable for you guys this year. Yeah, just to, just to let you know, Ben, he was a seventh round seventh round pick. Same same pick with Rodney Bell, by the way. He went to Michigan, but anyways, uh, Juwan Jennings went to went to Tennessee. If you if you didn't know, he went to Tennessee. Uh, so yeah, so shout out to our guy John Jonathan Watson, uh, his team, the Husky. Let's let's go, man. Let's go. All right, now, um, Ben, I have a question for you, and Daniel wants me to ask you because obviously he talked to Daniel. He told me to talk about this. Is Patrick okay? Where is Patrick Mahomes all time for you? Name your top five quarterbacks of all time for you. Where's, where's Pat for you? I mean, Pat is definitely – I mean, he's probably right there in, in the top five. I, I wouldn't put him <clears throat> – so, number one, Tom Brady. Yes. Number two, probably Peyton Manning. Ooh. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, okay. Um, number four, probably – Probably Joe Montana, and then okay. number five. Five is either Mahomes or Steve Young. Okay, okay. Mine, mine would go Brady. One, two. I'm going. I'm going Joe Montana. Three. I'll go Mahomes for me. I think. I think it's top three for me now. Um, four. I'm going Terry Bradshaw, and five. I'm going uh, John Elway. But that's not bad. That's not a bad list either way. Um, and shout to Mahomes. I'm not gonna lie. Let me ask you this, Ben. Do you think? And, Knock on wood. I hope he. I hope he stays healthy. Do you think Mahomes is going to surpass Brady? Do you think he's going to catch up to Brady with rings, or do you think he's going to fall short? Um, it's hard to tell, man. It's hard to tell. You know, like, you know, how many more years does he have with Kelsey? How many more years does he have with Andy Reid? Um, how how many more years until everyone else? Picks up their play to, to match what Kansas City's been able to do. Um, yeah. You know, to think, does he win seven or more? That's tough to say, man. Like, right. I, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't think he was going to win s- three in six years. So, but he did it. But he did um, it. Yeah. Yeah, but he did it. Um, you know, is he going to win seven? 
I think he falls just short, man. I, I think he falls short, kind of like Kobe did, trying to catch up to MJ. Yeah. Um, I think he gets. I think he gets no more than six, man. But even then, mm. like even to me, even if Mahomes gets six, let's say Mahomes even gets five, like yeah. I think even then, like you really gotta have that conversation, like is Mahomes better than, than Brady? Because once again, like. It's 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 cool to try and argue like okay this guy's got this many rings this guy's got this many rings but at the end of the day like rings are not an individual accomplishment rings are a, a team yeah. accomplishment um, and so if Mahomes like I said if Mahomes even has five like I probably would have to consider put Mahomes above Brady just because skill set wise what yeah. Mahomes can do as a player is a bit more impressive than what Brady can do. But yeah. if Mahomes doesn't have the same amount of rings as Brady, it's going to be the MJ versus LeBron debate all over again. Like, oh, nope, he doesn't have as many rings. Oh, nope, don't care if he's been there 11 times. He's Nope, he's only got four, you know. So, um, you know, people are going to ignore what the player actually does themselves. They're, they're going to be so drawn in and enamorated by – uh, just how many rings somebody has, but um, I think he comes up just short by one. I think he gets okay. six. Okay, I think he gets five or six, but that's fair. That's fair. Um, but, but I have a question for, for, for you before I ask you my next NFL question. Do you hate the narrative with Kyle at this point? Because I get it, uh, but it is what it is. It's funny because Andy Reid, we, we treat Andy Reid the same thing. Remember, we were saying all oh, the uh, the cost management in Philadelphia, yada yada yada. But then when he gets Patrick Mahomes, now all of a sudden he's a great coach now. Um, see, my thing with Kyle, and I love Kyle to death, man. And, you know, I see. I think someone made a great comparison. Is, is it fair to say Kyle is going to get to trade me like what Andy Reid got in Philadelphia? We know how Kyle is a great coach, great play caller. But, but look what Kyle is, is, has done with, man. He's making He made a great roster every year. I mean, this team makes it makes an NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl if when they're healthy, Ben. When they're fucking healthy. So Ben, let me ask you this, Ben. And also, also, this guy makes the Super Bowl with with a seventh round quarterback and a four star Jimmy G. Ben, Ben, isn't that impressive with with that with that of a of a of a head coach? That's impressive in my opinion. I don't get this narrative with Kyle. I don't get it. I mean, there shouldn't be any negative connotation towards Kyle. Um, he is a phenomenal coach, and he will win the big one one day. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's it's hard to win a Super Bowl, man. Everything has, to, everything has to go right. Um, but, yeah, it's impressive that he's even getting the opportunity, you know, to even get there. So, um, you know, people who have anything wrong with Kyle – they're they're just they they want to they want to see wins I mean every single time and you're not going to win every single game and and even when you do win every single game like the Patriots did doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. Um, but Ben, know, just, he, he should have run the ball. He blows leads. Oh my bad. He blows leads against Stafford and Mahomes. Right for fuck's sake. It is what it is, man. But. Like I said, every, for for you to win a Super Bowl, everything has to go right. And thank you, for you guys. Every a lot of things were going wrong. I mean, you guys had you know a couple 
couple big injuries happened. Like obviously Debo played through through the hamstring, but yeah, Debo was still playing with a hamstring injury. Um, you know, losing Dre Greenwald is fucking big. ginormous. It's, yeah. it's ginormous to lose Dre Greenwald. So, um, you know, things everything just didn't go right for you guys. But the fact that you guys still got there, you know, with a lot of new players, um, new new coaching, like new new coordinators. I mean, it's it's impressive, man. But people are always going to try and find a way to hate on somebody. People people love to hate more than they love to appreciate. That's that's really true. That's really true. In this pocket, we appreciate players and coaches. We get we praise them. All right, now, um, real quick, man. Is it fair to say? I think someone brought it up today. Um, Listen, and this, and this is our job for our pocket. This is our job. Is it fair to say to calm down with the quarterbacks that, that get compared to Mahomes? What I mean by this is, like, guys, Mahomes is Mahomes, and we we got to set up a standard, man. So, for example, Lamar Jackson, we got to get on him. We got to get on Joe Burrow. We got to get on Josh Allen. You get the idea, Ben. Those quarterbacks are not in Mahomes' stratosphere until they beat them. Is that fair to say? Is that fair? It's not even beat them. Like they could beat him all they want, but it doesn't make you Mahomes. At the end of the day, exactly. unless exactly. your skill set as a player is like Mahomes, you're never going to be Mahomes unless unless you somehow turn into him. Like just beating him is, is not is not enough. You not you could easy. be you could be you could be ten and zero against Mahomes, but if you're zero and ten versus everybody else, and Mahomes is ten and zero versus everyone else. Are you really better than Mahomes? No, you're just better than the defense that his team had. Like once again, like this whole, oh, we beat Mahomes. No, you beat the his defense. You didn't beat Mahomes. Like, yeah, people. Anyone who tries to compare, I mean, I hate the comparison of players. Like, oh, this guy is like this guy. This guy, no, no. And especially when they're trying to compare young guys to guys who are already doing stuff at a high level. It's a it's a disservice to those players. Like we'll we'll probably never see a Pat Mahomes again. We'll probably never no. see a Tom. We'll probably never see a Tom Brady again. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. But yeah, Mahomes, the quarterback level. It's it's Mahomes. It's you know Lamar, Josh, Rogers, Stafford, and then the it's a group after them, and all the other quarterbacks fill into to that next group. Like. Mahomes is is always going to be in a group by himself. There you go. Because I had a conversation with my friend, right? And he's a Bengals fan. It's not to my guy, a betting monster, by the way. I mean, he keeps it real, by the way, man. I'm, I'm going to podcast him pretty soon. Um, but you know what he said, right? I don't want to hear anything with Lamar. I don't want to hear anything with um, Josh Allen. Because you know, we know which quarterback that beat Patrick Mahomes. Is your borough, your thoughts. That's why I love talking about this. You know what I mean, Ben? Because, see, for me – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They beat him, what, one time? You beat mm. him, what, one time? That's not mm. beating – beating somebody one time is not beating somebody on a consistent mm. basis. Like, just because you beat somebody one time doesn't mean you can just every – oh, yeah, yeah, we beat him. Yeah, bro, you beat him three, four years ago. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, Mahomes is gone in one – two Super Bowls since the last time you beat him. Joe Burrow's been on the IR more than Mahomes has won Super Bowls. Like, Remember they said Burrowhead? Remember that one? Burrowhead? <laughs> yeah, like, get get this get this stupid stupidness out of here. Like, the Bengals, 
Bengals fans, like y'all were in despair for years and years and years and years. And y'all have one great season. You make it to a Super Bowl. You come up short in the Super Bowl. And since that Super Bowl appearance, Joe Burrow has been on the IR four times. He, like he's had two major injuries, been on the IR four times. Pat Mahomes has won two Super Bowls in that same time period. This whole Joe Burrow owns the Chiefs or he owns Mahomes is, is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard when it comes to football in the last couple of years. Like yeah. <laughs> this this Joe Burrow nonsense has gotta stop. Like he is a great talent, incredible, incredible quarterback, but People got to keep it real when it comes to him. He, you know, people want to label Tua an injury-prone quarterback. If, if Tua's an injury-prone quarterback, so is Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has had more significant injuries and has been on the IR more than Tua has. So if Tua's injury-prone, so is Joe Burrow. And also, real quick, real quick, I got to get this on my chest. Yo, any NFC fan, shut the fuck up. Obviously, listen. See, me and Ben used to be in locker room, by the way. There's a lot of truths out there. There were some idiot fans, by the way. I'm, 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 listen, I know who were the idiot fans on, in, on that rap. I'm just going to say this. Um, Cowboy fans, Eagle fans, you guys have nothing to talk. Okay, let me ask you this, Ben, in, in all seriousness. Cowboy fans cannot talk shit to any of us. Any of us. Yo, ben, when was the last time they made an NFC Championship game? Uh, probably before I was born. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But, but no, I think, I think, I think, I, I think it was like what ninety six. Yeah, but listen, cowboy fans, listen. What's crazy is you believe in the media. They, 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 they hype you guys up when they set you up for failure every, 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 every year. Listen, Dak Prescott does good in the regular season. That's that's the only thing he does good with. But come playoff time, he has to show up. And by the way, Ben, they hired Max Zimmer as DC. They're about to get they they wanted to hire Rex Ryan off TV, but he said fucking no. So right now they got Mike Zimmer. Well, we'll see what he does. I'm not really high on the high, but whatever. But, but and, and Eagles fans, you guys lost to Tampa Bay. So Ben, let me ask. Let me, let me ask you this. I had this. I asked the same question to Ralph Mentor. Who in the NFC is challenging the team like the Niners did this this year? We're talking about this year. Who's challenging the Chiefs? In the NFC, yeah, in, the, in the NFC this year, was it what the Niners did to the Chiefs? Who do you trust? Because the Niners sent to, the Niners went to went to them to overtime. What team do you trust in the NFC? The only the only team I trusted this year. I mean, I trusted the Eagles before their collapse, but after their but collapse, thank you, yeah. After their collapse, honestly, just y'all. Thank you. That's it. So why other families talking shits? Well, because you know why we're the Niners, Ben. Is that why? Is that why? Because we have five Super Bowls? Yeah. That's why? Yeah, you guys are, you know, probably the biggest name in football outside of, like, the Steelers. Yeah, and Cowboy and Fan Cowboys. has a nerve to laugh at us. Yeah, Cowboy Fan had a nerve to laugh at us, even though we're their daddies because we beat them when it matters the most. Well, well whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Vince, Vince, oh. Vince, Vince, you just – you guys have been to, like, four Super Bowls since they've been to their last one. Like, they <laughs> Cowboys fans can't talk anything. But, Ben, they have Dak Prescott. He put up numbers in the regular season, remember? Yeah, and Dak, Dak Prescott been in the league, what, eight years? And Dak Prescott got less wins in the playoffs than Brock Purdy does in two seasons. But you know what's crazy? We know who the real quarterbacks are in the playoffs, Ben. We know who they are. 
because this is why I love, I love Kev. Talk to Kev, man, because because listen, we know quarterbacks that show up in the regular season, but man, we know quarterbacks that show up in the regular uh, in, in the playoffs. Is that fair? We know who that is, it's, right? It's not even it's not even just playoff. It's just talk about big games. Like thank you. Dak Prescott always folds in, in big moments. And I've tried to tell people this for, for years. Like, yep. it doesn't matter if it's a regular season game or a playoff game. If it's a big game and or a big moment in a game, Dak Prescott's going to fold. Like, go and look at, at Dak and come back and come back situations. I promise you he's thrown an interception on at yep. least half of those, mm-hmm. on half of those drives and, and big moment yep. situations. Dak is not like you said. That's a good good regular season quarterback against you know your, your average to to terrible teams in, in the league. But once Dak has to go face a top tier team, he's gonna fold. He's gonna collapse. Yep. Or or if Dak has to you know maybe try and have a comeback drive, guess what? You're not coming back. Dak doesn't know how to how to. Um, put together a comeback drive in, in a big game situation. He, he doesn't know how to do it. He, he turns it over. He forces his passes. His IQ, his IQ dwindles when he's under pressure. He, like he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great one. People, people want Dak to be this amazing quarterback because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Like if Dak, if Dak Prescott was a quarterback of the Washington commanders, people would not be talking about Dak the nope. way, the same way they do. It's it's they talk about him the way they do is because he wears that stupid fucking star on his helmet. <laughs> and also, real quick, before I move on with the Niners, Andrew Drow Jones, I love you, and I love you as a friend, man. But you know, you know what he said, Ben. I wish you were there on the show on on overall. You know what he said? He said Brock Purdy is Jimmy G is. Don't do that, Andrew. Do not do that. Let me ask you this, Ben. Is Jimmy G getting to that Niners team in overtime? I don't think so. Bro, and. <laughs> Andrew's our boy, man, but bro, your your quarterback was Zach Wilson, dog. Like, and, and your other quarterback is forty fucking years old. Like, worry worry about your quarterback situation before having to worry before worrying about another team's. Like, it is what it is, though. Andrew Andrew will become a believer within another year or so, but. Um, yeah, it is what it is, but yeah, like, bro, Andrew, just just go go pay attention to the fucking Jets or something. <laughs> go go tell us go tell way. us go tell us what the Jets have done in the last thirty years. Oh mean, at least they got Mister Clean a head coach, right? We love Mister Clean, right? Don't you like, like Mr. the Clean Jets? The Jets haven't, bro. The Jets haven't been good since they had Mark fucking Sanchez. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> By the way, I love I love this rivalry because uh, we're playing the Jets next year. You know what Javarius Ward said? So, Sauce Gardner said this. He's not wrong, though, by the way. I told you all the Niners might be look better on paper, but the Chiefs always find a way. Find a way, find a way. He goes laugh out loud, uh, keeping a real, uh, keeping 100. But you know what Javarius Ward said? But he deleted a tweet. I love this. Boy, boy, your ass ain't never sniffed play- the playoffs. You watching from the couch. Worry about that sorry-ass Jets. Everybody got something to say about the team in the Super Bowl. Your opinion doesn't need to be heard, kid. And guess what? We played the Jets at home, by the way. So anything to say to Sauce Gardner, Ben? He was talking shit right there. Look at that. 
Just no, I love I I love Sauce. Y'all better y'all better be worried about Sauce. Honestly, like he gonna have Debo locked up. He gonna have Brandon Ayuk. I believe that. Whoever whoever he's guarded on, he they, he gonna have them locked up. But I be, I believe um, I don't. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't I, I am. I don't trust. No, I don't trust. Exactly. I don't trust. I don't trust that offensive line. I don't trust that defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust a lot of things with that fucking team. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers to death, but I don't. I don't know how good he's going to be at fucking forty. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm but, saying. Um, and coming off of what an Achilles rupture, exactly. but um, we'll see. But yeah, like Jets, Jets, man. They're they're more laughable than the Washington Commanders name. Like, come on, dude. Thank like, you, thank you, thank y'all, you. Y'all, y'all not y'all not even the best team in your own state. Like, come on. I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'm, I'm keeping real. Speaking of the Commanders, this is why my Ben Fair we we are, we have good connection. By the way, I love what the uh, I love Dan Quinn and what he's doing. By the way, Ken Norton Jr., former Seattle uh, coaching staff. Um, I know what Dan Quinn is doing. He hired Cliff Kingsbury as the OC. Uh, tr- by the way, Ben. Um, I wish Tariq can be on be on this pocket because I want to ask him this because he said a thing something on Twitter. He said the Washington Commanders better be careful for trading up the one for for Caleb Williams because I I get what I get what Tariq is doing because obviously you guys traded for RG three obviously I forget you uh, you traded for who I forget who else but I get Tariq's point but let me ask you this man obviously you guys hired Cliff Kingsbury I like that hire as only for him as the OC for me that hints to me for Caleb I hope I hope. Um, I hope they don't get Drake. But anyways, man, you get are you get what Tariq is saying? I mean, he's a Commander fan; he keeps it real. But but man, what, what would you do? Obviously, Adam Peters is smart. I told you, trust the man. But if you're the Commander, would you trade up to get Caleb, or would you stay there and think maybe Caleb might fall to number two? Maybe maybe the maybe the Commanders know something that we don't that they think they might get Caleb. So uh, Ben, what do you think? I, I don't think Tariq, I don't think Tariq's wrong either way. What do you, what do you think? Uh, so like what I've been hearing is we're not trading up. Um, okay. The bears, the bears are asking for way too much. Like the bears, the bears want kind of what they got last year is what they're they're asking for this year, even mm-hmm. though it's from it's only one spot. They still want right. a massive haul. Um, and trading from two to one, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. No, it's if not. The, if, the, if the bears are wanting that much as much back in return as I'm hearing, it's, it's not worth it whatsoever. And so I think you just stay at two and you, you hope that the bears take Marvin, you know, you, you gotta just hope that the bears take the pick that they should actually take, which is Marvin Harrison. Um, there's, there's no reason, no reason for them to take Caleb Williams. There's no reason to throw another young quarterback into that God awful situation. Like Justin Fields, Justin Fields has had, been in the league what three years and he's had three mm-hmm. different offensive coordinators like what do you expect to do to do like yeah. he's trying to learn a new system every single year he like with with an organization he's had no consistency in the coaching staff he just had his best year as a player and he was even hurt for two or three games like dj moore just had a career year why would you want to get rid of the quarterback who just helped the wide receiver you just traded for a season ago. Like, I I don't – I hope the Bears just take Marvin and that way we can just stay still at two and and draft Caleb. Um, Or 
you know, if, if Washington does trade, honestly, I hope they trade back a spot or two, you know, accumulate some picks. There, there's no reason to give up way more than you have to just to move up one spot. Yeah, this is what he said. I'm sorry. He said, maybe it's just me, but I don't want the commanders to throw a bunch of picks to move up for Caleb Williams. Nothing against his talent, but I just don't think it's it's smart. What do you think? I think I, it's, I think, not, it's not wrong. It's, it's not, not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. I'm I'm yeah. with Tariq on this. Like, if if the asking price is swap first, and you know maybe we have to give up one of our seconds in this year's draft, and like maybe a second in next year's draft, and maybe like a fourth in next year's draft, yeah. then yeah, you, then you do that. But from what I'm hearing, the Bears want is they want a swap. They want to swap picks this year, first round picks. They want a second round pick in this year's draft and they want our first round pick next year. So they want a first and a second and the pick swap. That's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We have what if they okay, what if I'm the bad, way too right? many, I, we have way too yeah. many issues on the offensive line. Right. We have way too many issues on the offensive line to be I trading agree. picks this year. Right. Now what if I'm the Bears and I tell you this, right? Uh, okay. Um, you give me your your first round pick, obviously, right for this year, and um, you give me you give me uh, you got pain, right? Uh, uh, yeah, pain. You got yeah, pain. Uh, you give me pain, and would you would you do it? If they ask for no. pain, would you do it? No. Okay. I'm not yeah. trading Deron Payne. I'm not trading Deron Payne. Deron Payne has been more productive in the NFL than Jonathan Allen. Yep. Um, Deron Payne honestly should be the two-time Pro Bowler and not Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen's a three-time Pro Bowler, but yep. one of those one of those Pro Bowls belongs to Deron Payne. He had a better season than JA. Um, Deron Payne is younger than JA. Um, Deron Payne's got more years left on his contract than JA. Mm-hmm. And and I love JA. Thank you for everything you did at Alabama, but you you don't really produce to the level in which your contract is. You're making like $17 million a year and you're getting three sacks a season with, you know, a decent number of tackles for loss. Like when I watch Washington play, the D tackle that stands out in my opinion has always been Deron Payne. He he seems a bit stronger. He's definitely quicker than J.A. Um, And and their techniques are are, are literally about about the same. So, um, at, at the end of the day, you should always keep the younger player. But um, even even if the trade was Jonathan Allen and, and a pick swap, I'm probably not doing it. I'm not no. trading additional players just to get Caleb Williams. I love Caleb to death, but no, I'm not doing it. All right. But anyways, what's your thought with the cliff hire? I like it. I think Dan Quay is doing a good job with the staff. Um, it's looking, looking, looking like it's promising with, with Adam Peters and, him, and the connection with Dan Quinn. So Ben, I, with the high with Cliff, does this mean Caleb? I, I mean, I, I'm really, I think I'm a hundred percent certain that they're going to get Caleb. Now the question is going to be is when, is that going to happen? Uh, if Caleb is another game pick number one, I don't know. Maybe Washington knows something that we know, right? Maybe, I don't know who knows, right? Because Caleb, uh, uh applaud the move with, with Washington getting Cliff. So I think Cliff is a good, good OC. So I don't know how the fan base rea- uh, feels, but I think you and Tariq are happy with this. What do you think? I think Dan Quinn is forming a good staff. What do you think? I think so. In my, no, in my yeah, he's hiring, he's hiring a good staff. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is a good hire. Uh, you know, taking the DB coach with him from Dallas was a great hire. Oh, yeah. um, Ken Norton, I like a lot. Great defensive-minded oh, yeah. guy. He's from Seattle. Um, 
Yeah, great defensive-minded guy. And and also um, he's keeping Ryan Kerrigan on the staff as, yes. as an assistant as an assistant linebacker and, and defense and defensive line coach. So um that that was honestly the move I've been looking out for the most. I, I wanted to make sure we kept Ryan Kerrigan. Um, you know, before Chase Young and Montez Sweat got traded, they were having they were on pace to have their best seasons ever. And that was yeah. This was the first year Ryan Kerrigan had really worked in, with them as a, as as a coach on the staff. So, you know, if if Ryan was able to start to get Montez and Chase to really have these great seasons, um, I'm excited to see what Ryan can do with with the guys that we accumulate over over the course of time. But um, I'm happy with all of these hires. You know, I think Dan Quinn is doing a very good job. Um, at hiring the appropriate coaches, it's it's more than I can say for Ron Rivera. Um, the only appropriate hiring Ron ever made was the Eric Bieniemy one, but that should only lasted a season. Um, but yeah, I, I like what what uh, Dan Quinn's doing. Hopefully, they get everything correct on draft night as well. Facts. Before we move on from football, and we have fun with the other topics, with baseball, obviously with basketball, that's going to be fun to talk about. But my, uh, what are you looking forward to free agency, my friend, by the way? Uh, it's about four more weeks. Tam- the tampering right now. I would not be surprised it started now. Uh, so let's let's let the fun be let's the fun begin, ladies and gentlemen. So Ben, what are you looking forward to? For me, I'm going I'm going with Saquon Barkley. I'm I'm interested to see where he goes, Derrick Henry. Um, maybe I, I heard Monster Eckler might get released. I'm um, you know, I'm hearing um, obviously with what's gonna happen to T. Higgins. So this free agency is going to be obviously you know the, your you and Cat's boy Donald Hunter obviously Brian Burns so Ben and obviously Jair Alexander this is, this is going to be an interesting free agency. My advice for every team: be aggressive, pick the right players because you just watched the Chiefs and Niners. They are the the, the most trust teams. There's a reason why half of the league wants the Niners staff, right? Because the Niners are a well-run organization. So with that being said, I hope every team's do well with free agency. But with that being said, Ben. What are you looking forward to, Ben? What players are you looking forward to to, to where they sign to you? Um, definitely Daniil Hunter. Um, get Daniil Hunter the fuck out of Minnesota, please. Facts. That that defense is so bad because everyone on that squad is so fucking old or inexperienced. Yep. Um, yep. And Daniil Hunter is the only bright spot of that entire defense. He deserves it, bro. He deserves um, it. Yeah, he deserves it. He's been one of the best – Best fucking D lineman in football for two Best. or three seasons now. Um, you know, I, I want to see him go to a team where he's not the only guy on the fucking defensive line. Uh, I'd love to see him across from another, you know, superior D lineman or or even just paired up with another great D tackle. Um, I'd love to have but him in Washington. That has the cast space to do it. I can tell you a team. And I, it would have yeah, me. They were. I, Good. Houston, the Bears, and Washington can all get him. Um, mm, what about this team? I what think, about this team? He would have surprised me. What about Stan Kroenke and the Rams? Mm, mm. The Rams would be nice. Him, him next to um, Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. Him next to Aaron Donald would honestly be better than Aaron Donald when he was paired up with Von Miller. Yeah. Um, if if the and he's younger, and Aaron, he's yeah, if Daniel Hunter and Aaron Donald were paired up together, that would just and because. We gotta remember they got a group of young guys as well yes, they over do. there in LA with the Rams that they could pair next to Daniel and Aaron as well. 
um, and really, you know, put together one of the best defensive front in football. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him with though. the Rams. Yeah. I'd love to see him with the Rams. Um, but I, I'd, I'd like to see him in Houston with Will Anderson, you know. I'd oh, my God, man. That would be so unfair. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him with Will Anderson. I'd love to see him, like I said, in Chicago with Montez Sweat. Yes. Oh, like my him God. And Mont, him and Montez would be oh, so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, yep. Yeah, they got a ton of cap space. But, yeah, um, him, obviously, Daniel Hunter, obviously, King Henry. Uh, King Henry has to go. Has to go. King Henry, I know a team. Watch, listen to this podcast. Go to the Ravens. Do it. Do it. Yeah, go. Go. Like, and I think Henry. I think Henry's gonna take a pay cut, dude. I think he's gonna yes. take some type of pay cut. He's a Bama kid, and Ravens they love Bama guys. Do you know that, man? They do. Yeah, and, and him and him and um, Lamar will Lamar? make. Oh my God. The, the most dangerous combo of. Running back, quarterback, uh, and football. Um, me and Kevin have been talking about this guy. I, I think he's probably just going to stay in Cincinnati, but T. Higgins. Um, Kevin, I want to see T. Higgins go be a number one somewhere because he is a true number one. Um, so Where do you want him to go? See, what team? Houston. Houston. We want to see That's him in Houston. Like, mm. you put him and Nico and Tank Dell together. Oh, my goodness. With C.J. Stroud. Mm. Nico, Nico would be better suited as a number as a second option. T. Higgins as the number one, and then Tank in the slot. That's one of the best receiving cores in football. If that were to happen, mm. Um, mm. you know, Brian Burns. Where's Brian Burns going to go? Um, Legarius Sneed is a free agent. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Winfield is a, is a free agent. I I am very intrigued. Uh, not only to see where he goes, but how much money he gets. Um, Mike Evans. Would you be okay, I would you be okay with Vitae? Vitae's not a bad of a free agent, too. Vitae, I wouldn't be too mad at Vitae. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, if, if Houston isn't able to get T. Higgins, oh, Kevin oh, and I were talking about them going after Houston. Mike Evans. He's from, Texas. Yep. He's, from, he's from Houston, yeah. So I would love to see Mike Evans over in Houston uh, yes. playing football. Um, who else is another really good guy? Um, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. Where Where is he gonna go? Um, I can tell you where. I, I I can tell you where. It makes sense. And Jim Harbaugh wants him. Uh, it makes sense because you know who's the OC Ben. We tweeted. We tweeted about it. Reg Roman. He's a. He. I mean, he runs the ball. What does Jim Ben? What does Jim likes to do? Run the ball. Run the ball. So <laughs> let me ask you this: If that happens. Do you think Eckler gets traded or does he get released? Would you think, would you think Chargers will be okay with releasing Eckler? You think? Well, remember they were talking about trading him in the off season before the yeah, season year, began. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I think he definitely gets moved. I mean, you got you got two running backs that are better than than Eckler this free agency. Well, three running backs actually. You got oh yeah. Say you got Saquon Barkley, you got Josh yep. Jacobs, and you have Derrick oh, yeah. Henry. Oh my um, God! <laughs> you know, there's there's three running backs better than Eckler that you can go out Ooh. and get. So if you have an opportunity to make that move, you do it. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, no, I think I think Barkley's going to go to the Chargers, man. That's my prediction right now. I, that 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 is literally my prediction. I think Henry goes to the Ravens. Uh, T Higgins. I think he goes, man, and I think it's going to be the. 
Well, I, I've been seeing, I've been seeing they're, the Bengals just want to franchise tag him. Oh, I hate the franchise tag. That's so fucked up. I hate that man. I really, really do. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, um, I, I hate, I hate it, but like at least the receiver gets top dollar at least for a season. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you this. I, I, would you I don't. I, any- I, I like. I like the singular franchise tag. I don't like the double franchise tag. Right. Like, if you're gonna franchise tag a guy, and then you franchise tag him again, you should have just gave him the two year, at least you know a two or three year option. Like, because what when you franchise tag a guy the first time, it's the average of what the top yeah. ten of that of their position. Yeah. And then if you franchise tag them again, it's what the top three, the average of the top yeah. three. Yeah. So it's like some of these guys, you could save money if you just gave them that three or four year deal instead of franchise tagging them twice. Like yeah. it's, it's not fair to the player franchise tagging them that second time. Cause it's like, you're telling the guy like, we want you, but we don't want you. That's fine. That's facts. That's really facts. Um, I'm interested to see, for me also, I'm interested to see if Chase Young stays in San Francisco because San Francisco has a decision to make. I trust Kyle no matter what. Um, so, I mean, I I, I do think we're going to re- retain Brandon Ayuk. The question is going to be, are they going to retain Chase? I just saw Nick Bosa. He would love to see Chase Young back. So, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, if I don't see Chase Young back, a lot of things are money. I'm just saying it would be a good flyer just go go give it to Chase Young. Uh, who he gonna go, he gonna come back? He, he's gonna come back to Washington. Imagine this guy pull Magic Johnson. I'm going back to Washington. Imagine that. Um, what about this? But no, nah, I don't think you give a fuck about this one. But what about Gabe Davis, man? I mean, maybe a future Giant. But Ben's like, care. Gabe, don't care. Gabe Davis. <laughs> don't, don't care. Um, the only the only other players is like obviously like Patrick Queen. Yes. Um, Levante David. I would love Levante David. Oh, Patrick Queen! Um, I know where he's going. He's going to Seattle. You, even, you know that. You know that. Even even Zadarius, even Zadarius Smith. Like Zadarius Smith, I get it. He's a little bit older at this point, yeah. but yeah. he's still a, a very promising edge rusher. Um, you know, I think I think teams are going to be looking out for him as well. Speaking of an owner, right? Because obviously the Packers don't have an owner. Apparently, their fans are an owner, which is crazy. But what do you think about Jair Alexander? You you don't think the Packers are going to be that stupid to let him go, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't think he wants to leave there, anyways. No, so do you think they'll pay him, or do you think they'll franchise tag? They better not franchise tag him. What do you What do you think? They'll probably They'll probably franchise tag him. That's so stupid. I hate franchises. It's so fucking stupid. Right, let me ask you this: Do you think Panther fans are going to be happy at least? They have the owner. Shit. Can Can one receiver go to that man at least to help your boy Bryce Jones? Hey. Please. Hey. Panther fans told me last year that they had a, the better coaching staff oh. and the better and the better players than the Houston I'm Texans. I'm so, out. I'm out. We're ending this podcast. <laughs> hey, Pan, Pan, Panther fans believe in that organization. I don't know why. The only bright spot is, is Bryce Young. Um, it, it's Brian Burns is too, if you can retain him. But currently under contract, the only bright spot in that whole team is Bryce Young. And if they don't surround him properly. Bryce Young might might not pan out he's, either he's because fucked, he's, fucked. Yeah. He's, he's he's getting he's getting hit way too many times. Oh my God, man! It's gonna be a damn shit. Which, by the way, breaking news: the the, the 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 Super Bowl this upcoming year is gonna be in New Orleans. Eagles are uh, are hosting, going to Brazil in their first game. It's gonna be on Friday, by the way, which is crazy. But shout out to Brazil fans! Uh, you're gonna watch football. That's gonna be great. Um. But yeah, um, other than that, I'm looking forward to free agency, Ben. Um, so now, 
Um, great having great talk, talking football with you for this year and next year. Can't wait. Free, and uh, NFL draft fans, tell your team this: no excuses. You guys have for any teams out there. Y'all have no excuses to draft the right receiver. This draft is literally deep, man. So don't fuck it up. But there's some teams that are gonna fuck it up, man. Let's call it like it is. I don't know what teams are gonna do it, but I'm, I'll just say that. Okay, but enjoy it. Enjoy it. Now, um, Ben, which one want to go first, basketball or, uh, or baseball? Which one? Uh, let's do baseball. All right. So Ben, apparently you have a Royals fan. Um, so shout out to him, by the way. Um, can we get pa- so speaking of Patrick Mahomes? So what a week, right, Ben? So they won the Super Bowl. He's the part owner of the Warriors. They pay Bob. See, let's go, small market. This is what I want to see. Pay your damn player. So Bobby Wood, Ben, he got paid. So you know, tw- what? What was it? Twelve years? Ten years? This is what, what we want to see. Listen, let's keep it a beat, Ben. These owners, they have money, but just play your fucking player. That's it. That's all we want to see, right, Ben? Switch with Johnson. I hope your Warriors fan is happy. Yeah, he's he's like my he's my best friend, uh, Cody. Shout out my buddy Cody. Yes, um, yeah, he, he's he's from the area, so obviously he grew up a, a Royals fan. But um, you know, this is a Royals team that has a lot of young players, a lot yes, of young players. Um, you know, they're still obviously in the in the mix of a rebuild. Yeah, and, and they're exactly. an organization. They're an organization that spends money, but they don't sp- spend a ton of money. Um, you know, they'll, they'll spend money when it's when it's the right time to spend money when when they're yep. trying to compete, like when they were competing for the World Series and stuff. Uh, they they spent money a little bit uh, during that time, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's it's cool it's cool to see them um, obviously lock up Bobby Witt. Uh, my buddy Cody was telling me a lot of people um, weren't weren't were not expecting them to. They thought he was possibly going to be just a bit too go. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they thought he was going to be possibly just a bit too expensive, but um, yeah, they were extremely happy. He, or at least he, he was extremely happy when when they got Bobby Witt to sign. Like you said, it was like a ten or twelve year deal worth, I think, like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, but shout out Bobby, man. Yeah, he's he's what twenty four years old, or yes. turning twenty turning twenty four years old this year. Um, he's already what a top three shortstop in all of major league. Yeah. Um, one of the most exciting, you know, players to watch both offensively and defensively. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for Kansas city to be able to retain a guy of his caliber. Like, cause you know, it's, it's hard to see. It's, you know, it's not always guaranteed to see a superstar, you know, stay on uh, a small, small market, market. Club for, yeah, for the duration of his entire career. So I'm happy yeah. for Kansas city and I'm happy that Bobby got his money. Listen, I just, I just, I just wanted these owners to make the fans happy, man. Especially for the small market teams, and, and for the fans, because they, even the fans should know, Ben. I mean, they owners, they have money. The question is going to be, are they going to pay their star players? Um, for example, and, and that's and that's what that's yeah. what all that's really all we want from all these owners is just yeah. at least pay the superstar. Like, if you don't want to pay the third and fourth and fifth guy, you know, cool, but. If you have like a superstar like a Bobby Witt, or if you have like a Vlad Guerrero or Manny fucking Machado, at least you know sign those guys, you know, because you can at least build around the superstar. Like, you know, if you don't want to spend money, you know, on a guy like Chris Davis, spend the money on Manny. You know, like Manny. At the end of the day, 
you know, like Manny probably would have been maybe a hundred million dollars more than what yeah. we paid Chris Davis. Like, yeah. so instead of paying Chris Davis, use all that money on Manny Machado or like mm-hmm. Kansas City did. Use all that money on Bobby Witt. Like, at least lock up your your superstar. If you have a Thank superstar, you. a fucking superstar in baseball, probably the hardest sport to find a superstar. Facts. At least lock at least lock that person up. At least. I, I, yeah. I give give the fans a reason to at least come to the game. Like, even if you're losing, the fans will still come to a game if you have a, a Manny Machado, a Bobby yes. Witt, or, you know, um, a Shohei Otani. If you have that type of player on your team, whether your team's g- good or not, people are still going to go to the games. Like, look, look, at the, look at the fucking Angels, for instance. Yeah. They can't win a they can't win a fucking game, but people still go to that game. Why? Yeah. Because they want to see Mike Trout. They want yeah. to see a future Hall of Famer play. That's the only yeah. reason fans still go to Angel games is because they know they have a superstar that's a generational player and a future Hall of Famer still on the team. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the Angels, right? You remember Arjun Marino? He's a by the way, he's a rich owner. He, he has money. Remember, Ben? He spent it on Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols. I can keep going. Um, Carlos Rondon, um, uh, the third baseman. For, uh, I'm sorry, not, not Carlos. It's um, Anthony Rondon. There we go. Um, but you get what I mean, Ben. He's got the money. It was crazy. You know what's crazy, Ben? How come Otani didn't speak to Artie Marino and be like, oh, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. But you know why, Ben? Artie Marino doesn't, doesn't hire the right, the right baseball people. But the Orioles and Dodgers do. You see, you, but you know what I mean, Ben. That's why Mike Trout and Otani doesn't have a you know a fucking championship right now. Well, championship right now because they didn't have the right baseball people. Um, but and you know, but it is what it is. Um, and also, were, Ben, bro, they they were also putting they were also putting guys around those two that were nowhere near their prime or completely out of their prime. Like, bro, why is Tyler Anderson on the team? Why is Thank Patrick you. Sandoval, why is Patrick Sandoval on the team? No Singleguard. Uh, why why is Anthony Rendon on this team? Like Thank you. Like, come on. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, and then what, Bobby Marsh, the, the most promising guy you had on the team outside of Trout and Otani, you fucking gave him away for a bag of chips <laughs> to to what the, the Philadelphia Phillies. So it's like yes. you know, the guys that they can recruit that they should retain. They can't even retain those guys oh. that put around Otani and Trout. So they I don't can. blame yeah. I don't blame Otani for not going to the owner and, and and you know telling him a similar deal in which he gave y'all guys. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to play for the Angels either because they haven't oh, proven bro. they haven't proven in the entire time Mike Trout's been there that they're willing to put guys around him. Like and I'm sure people will be like, well, they went and got Albert Pujols. Pujols was like okay. 75. Pujols exactly. was like 75 when he came to the Angels. <laughs> Pujols, Pujols was done hitting 35 home runs a season the second he came to the Angels. I think the Pujols, the most home runs, I'd have to look it up, but I'd be shocked if he hit more than 30 home runs in a single season with the Angels. You, you know what he should have done? Stay in the St. Louis, and he probably would have had more home runs. You know why? He was used to the National League. How been? But, hey, guess what? Players don't listen. They want the money. Good for them. Okay, now, speaking of – uh, the Warriors, right? And obviously, and obviously, I mean, the reason why I'm bringing them up is because their division, the, their owners are all obviously cheap. So, in other words, the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins, Detroit Tigers, Cleveland Guardians, 
Um, should be the Indians, but whatever. Uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, but you get the idea. I feel bad for these, honestly. Ben, can we send this division to the gutter? It's that bad? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, prob- it's probably, what, the second worst division in all of baseball. The only, the only other division that's just as bad as it is the other central division, the NL Central. NL Central. NL Central, yeah. Speaking of the NL Central, by the way, um, and I, I and I have to and I have to mention this. Um, and which, by the way, uh, I got to talk about this team real quick. Uh, the Giants, by the way, Ben, they were either going to get Matt Chapman or Soler. You know what they got back? Jorge Soler for a three-year deal. So honestly, Ben, the Giants are low-key making decent moves because let's be real, Sarver ain't going to go to the Giants because obviously the location, obviously it's expensive to go to San Francisco. Sorry, Giant fan, we just call it like it. Me and Ben just going to call it like it is. But you know, hey. Giants are having a low-key, you know, B-plus offseason. What's your thoughts, Ben? Jorge Soler, not bad. I mean, what, what do you think? The Giants are making, what, B-plus moves this this offseason? What do you think? Not bad, right? Not bad. Not a superstar, but not bad, right? Yeah. Um, I'm still worried about this team. Um, I don't know that they have a ton offensively yet to, to right. really, you know, keep up with it. The addition of Soler is, is great. I, I wanted Soler and, and, and Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can you, add, you guys, do you guys need a DH or no, you don't have, you, you, who's your DH? Right uh, now? We, we, we could use a DH. It's, it's, um, it's going to be Ryan O'Hearn and probably Ryan Mountcastle. We, we definitely could want that, those DH. two. Would you want those two? Or um, would you want I, Chapman, I, Chapman? I, I like, I like them, but um, no, I don't want Chapman. I, I take up Soler. Um, yeah. I, I take Solaire because, like I said, he's he's going to give you 35 home runs. Um, I like yeah. that addition for this team, for this Giants yes. team, because, like I said, they needed yeah. a home run guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Their, oh, home, yeah. Their, home, their home run guy at the moment is J.D. Davis, and he's oh, getting a bad age. I like J.D. Bro, don't hate on J.D. Davis. He's, J.D. Davis is nice. But no, he's, he's, getting up there, he's getting up there in age. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think this team is way too far away from really being yeah. like a super contending team. Like their best player is Patrick Bailey and he's still yeah. young, bro. He's, he's what, yeah. 24 years old, about to be 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like their pitching staff though, man. Logan Webb, Robbie, if oh, Robbie yeah. Ray can stay, if Robbie can stay healthy, you know, you got a nice one, two punch there. And you got Alex, Alex Cobb. He's not Alex bad. Cobb yeah, is he's your bad. third pitcher. Yeah. Your bullpen's not bad either. You got Camilo Duvall, Taylor Rogers, yeah. and Tyler Rogers. Not bad. Um, you know they got some decent stuff there. But uh, Jorge Soler, like I said, he should add some power to this lineup. You know, obviously mm-hmm. a little bit of offense, but you know his batting average is probably going to be around two fifty ish. I don't know. It's it's a good addition, but. I feel like they could have maybe have gotten somebody younger. Jorge Soler is what 34, 35 years old. So yeah. Um I don't necessarily think he's a piece that you add in, in the no. midst of a rebuild, but no. uh, it's still better than nothing. Right, right, right. Um now uh, what was I about to say? Now Cody Bounder's still a free agent, by the way. So is Brave Slell for some odd reason. Um, but whatever. Um and Hey, you make we 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 make jokes on Twitter, obviously on social media, but obviously we, we signed back Kershaw. He won't be back till July, so this the fantasy owners do not draft this man at all um, until the later rounds because he's not playing until July. Um, but but it's, it's I mean he was he was going to die as a, as a Dodger. Let's give me the beat. He was never going to go to Texas. Um, I thought I thought he would because he's from there. But it, but you know but I, I like it. It's for depth. 
Um, but Ben, you want to make uh, you know division uh, picks real quick, real quick, uh, right now? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. Okay, okay. All right. So mark it down, please. AL East win healthy. I got Orioles one, two Blue Jays, three Yankees, four the Red Sox, and five the Rays. Thank you for reminding me of Rondo Franco. So I'm gonna for now. I got the Rays number five. So go ahead, Ben. We're going by win healthy. And Orioles fan, the only thing that can make you nervous is Craig Kermrow. But guess what? Who gives a fuck? He's there for one year. How about that, Ben? It's okay. Go ahead. He's not even that bad either. Um, like he had like a three. He had like a three three ERA last year and like a one not one bad. whip, one one two whip. Yeah, yeah like his, his his ERA his ERA could be a little bit lower, but at the end of the day, he still had a pretty good whip. So. Also, it's one year, um, too. Go ahead. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one year. And also, I mean, career-wise, he's been a pretty darn good closer for his whole career. So, it, it could have been – it honestly could have been worse than Craig Kimbrell. But, also, Blue Jays fans um, are sleeping on your rotation, my man. But go ahead. It's all good. It's all good. Every Everybody's sleeping on their rotation. Thank but, you. Um, yeah, number one, I mean, we pretty much got the same thing until the end. Um, yeah. I have Orioles one, Blue Jays two, Yankees three. Uh, even though the Rays are missing uh, Shane and yeah. Wander Franco this year, uh, Shane probably won't be back until, honestly, probably after All-Star break. Yeah. Um, I still have the Rays four and then Boston five. Okay, we're going to do this crappy division, AL Central. The Twins won, two of the Guardians. Oh, my God, this is so bad. Um, fuck. Um, I'm going to go with the White Sox three, four. I'll go with, you know what, Royals. And then five, the worst team. That Tigers might be last, man. That that sucks. It's either them or the Royals. God damn, man. What, what do you got for yeah, – I, I think you're with me, right, Ben? The Twins number one. I like their move so far. Go ahead. Yeah, I have Twins. We have, we have pretty much the same one. Um, yeah, Twins one, Guardians two. Um. It's a toss-up between the White Sox and Royals uh, yeah. for three because I think I think the White Sox will be three up until deadline, and then they're going to yes. clear house. So yes. I'm, actually, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Twins one, Guardians two, Royals three, White Sox like four, and then obviously the Tigers dead last. You're going by when Dylan Cease gets traded. That's that's a good that's a, that's a good, good good eye good eye good eye. All right, AL West. This is going to be tough because Rangers. Their pitching staff is hurt. This is so big, big pizzle. Here we go. I think Astros. I, I respect the Astros. I know people like to say like, like Ben Fair, boo, but it's okay. Keep it real, my my man. Keep it real. <laughs> Listen, I don't like that little fucker Jose Otuve either. But guess what? He got that contract and he shows up in the postseason. That's what matters the most. All right, Astros one, two. I got Seattle three. I have Rangers. The reason I have Rangers three, Ben, is because it's fair because the rotation right now is hurt. Well, I'm, they better sign Mike Montgomery. They better. But anyways, like I said, Rangers three and Angels four and five, the Athletics. And I think – are you with me with there, or are you, are you still putting the Rangers number two, even though they're hurt in the rotation right now? Um, yeah, I'm still going to put the Rangers two, just out of simple courtesy of being def- the defending champions. Um I get it. You know, they're dealing with some injuries. I think what you just said about if they resign Jordan Montgomery, that's going to hold a lot yes. of Thank weight yeah. to, uh, to how, to what their ability is. But uh, out of 
pure respect, I'm not going to put them any lower than two. But, yeah, Houston won, um, you know, a full season with Verlander. Um, I expect um, their other rotational pieces to, to get better. There were, there, there were times last year in which the rotation struggled. Um, yes. But Seattle, three. I, I feel like Seattle's still missing a piece or two to, to really jump into that hunt with, I agree. with Houston and the Rangers. So Seattle three Angels. What do you four. think that what do you think that piece is? What do you think that piece is? Like a hitter? What do you think that is? Um yeah, I think it's just a mix of, of hitting and pitching. Um okay. I think they I think they can beef up the bullpen just a little bit. I think the their bullpen's very fucking good, but I yes, think they can is. beef up the bullpen just a little bit more. But yeah, I think offensively another hitter or two that's fair um just just a tad bit more power uh, maybe a tad bit more speed uh could really Mm. make make this mariners team jump off but Mm. um yeah angels four and then obviously the a's dead last a's right now a's a's will be the worst team in all of baseball sadly but hopefully they'll be good for vegas also well quick do not be surprised that mike trout gets traded at the deadline watch out for the philly he's from jersey just watch out all right um NLE, this is gonna be easy for me. Philly, uh, Philly that's, that's, uh, that's gonna make that's gonna make me hate the Phillies even more. Mike Trout and fucking Bryce Harper on the same squad. Would have surprised me. Would have surprised me. Just say, just saying, Ben. I've been on the money, so watch out for that. All right, makes sense too. He's from he's from Millville, New Jersey, he's, and it's right there. All right, Bill Braves number one, two of the Phillies, three, um, the Mets, four of the Marlins, and five of the Nationals. But don't sleep on Miami if they if they score. I'm rooting for their offense, man. They have the pitching, Ben. I like the Marlins pitching, but their offense is not enough. But don't sleep on the Miami Marlins. I think Ben, you would probably would agree with that. If they if they can score on offense, watch out for their Miami's pitching. But let's be real. It's Braves number one, number two Phillies, three the 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 Mets, and I think the, that's the right order. Unless you have a different order, Ben. No, we have the same order. We have the same exact order, and and for the same exact reasons. Uh, Braves number one. Braves probably the best team in the entire NL, uh, possibly the best, possibly the best team in all of baseball. Uh, Phillies number two, the Mets, Mets, absolute laughing stock. They're cursed. Uh, all, all, all that money spent and nothing to show for it. Marlins, I think, like what you said, the Marlins could easily fill that three spot if they're able to retain some offense. Obviously, we just yes. saw them lose Jorge Soler. Who I yeah. believe was their home run leader last year. Yeah, their best uh, player. Yeah, yeah, their not their best player, but definitely their their best power hitter. Power um, There we go. Yes. Um, Sandy Sandy Alcantara is their best player. Uh, yes. One of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Their their pitching staff is unbelievable. Their bullpen is unbelievable. Um, who's who's the the guy who was hitting like four hundred last year? The catcher or first baseman they have i got you i got you i got um, you right here my man i got you right here it's on the roster the catcher you think you said you, you said catcher uh the catcher's he's name catcher is... or first base. He's... oh no 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 i got it. it's right here uh luis reyes like luis reyes is still yes. there he's good yeah he's still there hopefully he's able to uh bounce you know have another great season um josh bell old as dirt same age <laughs> as me is he, uh, was he a Padre? Know, yes, he was. <laughs> he was a Padre last year, yeah. So hopefully, you know, maybe he can, you know, su- supply some of that Jorge Soler power, even though yeah. Josh Bell hasn't had a great home run season since, no, like, 
three, four years ago when he was in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I love the addition of Jake Berger. I love Jake Berger. He was, he was incredible with, with the white Sox last year. Um, Jazz Chisholm, hopefully Jazz can stay healthy for the full duration of this year. Yeah. Uh, we know Jazz is a very multi-dimensional player, can play both infield mm-hmm. and outfield. Brian yep. De La Cruz was, was starting to have a really good season last year. Hopefully he can, you know, keep that going. Um, but I, I like this team, and, and they got Nick Gordon as well. So um, I think they're going to run into some issues, but I think at least that pitching staff um, – like we were saying with Sandy Alcantara, Jesus Lazardo, yes. Braxton Garrett, um, Trevor Trevor Rogers, Max Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully, hopefully those guys can can keep them uh, within the mix. Facts, facts, facts. All right, Daniel Central. If Cody Bellinger sends back with Chicago, it makes sense at this point now. Uh, if he does, I got Chicago one. But don't forget the Brewers co- uh, manager is now with Chicago, so that's why I got the Cubs one, two. I'm gonna go with. The Brewers, probably, I, I'm still believer of Yellow, so two of the Brewers. Three, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, four, the Pirates, and five, the Reds. But, however, Bob Nyingel, over the reporter, he said, don't sleep on the Reds. They do have the pitching when healthy, knock on wood. But my thing is, then, Ben, how, how good would their offense be? If, if their offense does well, the Reds might be a sleeper. Do you, are you in an agreement with Bob Nyingel? Is he on the money on this one? If the Reds pitching stay healthy, can, can if, if their offense shows up, can they be a sneaky, sneaky team in this division, Ben? You, could you see that with the Reds? I don't. You had the Reds where? Fifth? I think fifth I, or fourth. I, I think you're doing a massive disservice to the Reds. I think you're also doing a massive disservice to the Pirates. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. I think this this NL Central can easily come down to the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. Like I, okay, I legitimately explain, think. Explain to the audience. Go ahead. So the Cubs, the Cubs, I think are the best team in this division, at least on paper. And when it comes and to performance manager, yes. on the, yeah, when it comes to performance on the field. So I have the Cubs by a slight edge, just a slight right. edge. But the Pirates and the Reds, not only do they have a lot of their young players who are producing already in the majors, but both clubs have one of the better farm systems in baseball they do. With, they do. with even more young players coming up uh, within the next year or two. This Reds team are, I'm going to start with this Pirates team. This Pirates team, this is a team we got to remember started off absolutely on fire last year. They did. They did. Um, Mitch Keller was electric last year. Phenomenal. Johan yeah. mm-hmm. Johan was electric last yep. year and both of those guys are like 26 and 24 years old 25 yep. years old mm-hmm. super yep. young guy david bedner has been one of the best closers in baseball for the last two seasons he's, he's still healthy, on the yes. team yeah yep. when he's healthy they just got chapman who just came off an unbelievable season last year oh, to, be the, to be to be the setup man for for bedner um yep. And Ben, you saw that they got Yasmani and Grandal, good signing, veteran signing, yeah. keep going. Yep, they got Yiwan Bay, who was great last year uh, in the yep. second half of the season. Cabrian Hayes should should have been actually Cabrian Hayes was a Gold Glover last year. He was, he was, yeah. Cabrian Hayes is one of the best third basemen in baseball. 
Yes. Oh, and O'Neill Cruz is one of the most fascinating players in all of baseball. And we got to remember, he Knock was on hurt. Let's talk on wood, Ben. Knock on yeah. wood when he's healthy. He was yeah. hurt for the majority of all of all season last year. Yeah. Um, Andrew McCutcheon had a great year last year coming back mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh. They yep. just re-signed Brian Reynolds. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's going to come into the season rejuvenated and happy about getting paid. Jack Sawinski is one of my favorite up-and-coming outfielders in baseball. Yeah, you told um, me about him, yeah. So that outfield is McCutcheon, Reynolds, Jack Sawinski, infield, O'Neill Cruz, Cabrian Hayes, Jiwan uh, Bay. Um, they got Rowdy Tellez at first base. Like, this, this Pirates team is actually a very good team. They're super young. They're super freaking young. Yeah. But they all have about a year experience now yeah. in, in the major. So I, I feel like they're just going to continue um, to to build off of that. The Reds. No the Reds. Yes. The Reds, I think, could use some help in the pitching department. I like their Ooh. I like their starting pitcher. I like their ace in Hunter Green. Yes. Obviously, Hunter Green's got some command stuff he still needs to work on. But yeah, yeah. Hunter Hunter Green is is heading in, in the right direction of being a great pitcher to being a great number one. And then you have one of the best closers, once again, when healthy, and Alexis Diaz, yes. absolutely fucking phenomenal closer in baseball. And then your offense, your offense could use some help, but Jonathan India is phenomenal. Yes. Ellie De La Cruz is a superstar. Yes. Uh, TJ Freeld was their power hitter last year. He was unbelievable last year. Um, Like I said, I think they could maybe still use some offense. Um, I'm I'm going to put the Reds at three. So I have the Cubs at one, Pirates at two, Reds at at three, the Brewers at at four. I think they're going to – I think they're going to sell house at the deadline. Okay. And then the Cardinals. The Cardinals, to me, haven't done anything via the draft. I haven't heard yeah. of any of their young players really coming up. And I yeah, get it. Pitching, Some people – pitching yeah, – their yeah. pitching was good. I'm not going to lie. Their yeah. pitching was good. Their bullpen, their, I'm talking about their bullpen's not good. Their yeah, their bullpen, good. their bullpen isn't good. You got Ryan Hesley as, as your closer, but outside of him, <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. I mean, but, like, you're, you're starting pitching. It's good. They probably have the best – starting five in that division with yes. Sonny Gray, Miles yes. McCollis when Miles isn't pitching like a jackass like he was last year. <laughs> Lance Lance Lynn as well when he's not uh, pitching like a jackass. Oh, Dodgers. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, man. And that's the only issue with their with their pitching staff is they're all old as shit. Like yeah. Sonny Sonny Gray is what 33 years old. Miles McCollis is 34. Lance Lynn yeah. and Kyle Gibson are 35. So, yeah. like you're, so your pitching is kind of old, but like that's four good names. Sonny Gray, yeah. McCollis, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson. And then your fifth pitcher is your up-and-coming guy and Drew Rom. Like it's not mm-hmm. bad. It's not bad at all. Um, like I said, Ryan Hesley is, is really your only bullpen guy. But, I mean, you still got Wilson Contreras. You still got Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you yep. got Matt Carpenter's old ass. Um, you got Nolan. You still got Nolan Arenado, arguably yeah. the best third baseman in, in all of baseball. Um, you got Tommy Edmonds still. You got yeah. Tommy Edmonds still, one of the most uh, multi-dimensional 
uh, fielders in all of baseball can play every infield position and every outfield position. You still got a young, super young potential superstar in Jordan Walker. Um, but I don't, I don't know. To me, there's just something missing about this Cardinals team for me to like really grasp onto. Like when you look at it on paper, like their guys look really good, but some of their guys to me are just, you know, outside of their prime. Like if this, if this team was assembled two, three years ago, when, you know, Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn were 31 and Miles was in his late 20s and Sonny Gray was in his late 20s, you know, and, and Carpenter was in his, you know, early 30s and Arenado was in his early, his late 20s. Yeah. I would give this team a, a lot. I would give this team a much better chance to be good. But yeah. with some of these guys either being at the cusp of their prime or already past their prime, I think it's just going to hurt them a tad bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a fun division to talk about because I, I really like what the deep Diamondbacks did, man. They got, uh, uh, you know, playoff Dr. Jock Peterson. He got two rings. They got play that one rings, man. Jock Peterson, Eduardo Rodriguez. No, I like it, man. I really, really like it. So for me, obviously I'm going to be a homer. Dodge, Dodge. I think we're going to over a hundred wins for me. So when, hopefully you stay healthy. So Dodgers won. Two Arizona Diamondbacks. It wouldn't surprise me if the Padres were number two, though. The Padres are so good, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. They got some Korean guys, uh, players, obviously. Don't forget about Maddie. Don't forget about Jesse East. And don't forget about that sort of stuff with the Red Sox. But uh, two, the Diamondbacks. Three, the Padres. Four, the Giants. And the Rockies just suck. So they're obviously in the rebuilding mode. So, Ben, um, are you in that order? Or are you, you – go ahead. Go ahead. I think – are we the same here? Or do you got the Padres number two still? No, I think we're in the same order. You guys first, D-backs two, Padres three, Giants four, Rockies five. If the Padres can find a way to get Blake Snell to come back, I'll probably bump them up to number two just because I like you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and and Michael King as as a legitimate top four. Um, Yeah, yeah. Bullpen is where I had the issue with them. I think their bullpen is absolutely atrocious. It was absolutely atrocious last year, even with Josh Hader uh, as as the closer of that unit. Um, I think there's a lot of inexperience in this bullpen. I think there's a lot of youth in this bullpen. Um, So I think that's going to be a massive, massive issue with them. Um, yeah. which was the, pretty much the issue last year is they couldn't close out games because their bullpen just kept giving up fucking runs. Sure. Uh, but offensively, offensively, they're still a great unit. You still got Jake Cronenworth. You still got Hashim yeah. Kim. You still got Manny Machado. You still got Bogarts. Um, and you still got Fernando, Ati- uh, Fernando Tatis. Obviously, yep. you don't have Soto anymore. So you lost you lost MLB's walk leader and you lost ML, you know, one of the most powerful guys in all of baseball. But it's not like Soto was great for him last year, anyways. Like Soto yeah, had yeah. probably a down year when in terms of batting average. Um it's it's just a very difficult part to play in. It's a very difficult part to play in. Um but hey, they got some team. Korea guys that can hit. They got right. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I wish I wish them nothing but the best. But yeah, I think that I think that bullpen's going to cost them again this year. 
Yeah, watch out for Hong Sing Kim, the Korea guy. He's he's good, man. They got some good I love, Korea I love how you, I, Ha Shing Kim has been there for like two years, but yeah, he's yeah. he's phenomenal. He is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I don't know how the Padres do it. This is why you know what our first game is against them in Korea. So there he goes. Let's start off the baseball, man. They, 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 I don't know how they do it. They, they love the storylines, man. Let's go. Um, but yeah, okay. Now Ben, this is gonna be hard, Ben. Um. The wild cards for the let's do which one want to do want to do first the NL wild cards or the uh first or the AL wild cards first? We do NL. Okay, NL. I'm going. It's easy for me. Phillies one. It's gonna be Phillies and who shit. I'm gonna go Phillies and Diamondbacks. No, I'm sorry. Diamondbacks one and two is gonna be the Phillies. I think that's what's gonna be the wild card game. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I got. You said Phillies Diamondbacks. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, th- I think we got the same one. Um, yeah, I think the Reds and the Pirates, I think, would come up, you know, probably three or four games, maybe even more short yeah. from the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. So, yeah, I think that's a good one for the NL, Phillies and Diamondbacks. No, do the Do- Phillies get revenge on the Diamondbacks the walk for the, for like, the, you know, hey, or do the Diamondbacks get them again, Ben? Because, our, so what do, what do you think? With Jock and Eduardo Rodriguez? I like Diamondbacks. I think, Go ahead. I think I'd probably still get to the Diamondbacks. You know, they didn't really they didn't really lose much in the offseason. No. Like you said, they got they no. got Jock Peterson, who's a great DH. He's got ring on um, ring, yep. Corbin Carroll is most likely gonna just continue to build off the season he had last year as a rookie. Yeah. Uh Wardy's Guriel is phenomenal. Um, Cattell Marte had a great season last year. Hopefully he builds off that. You still have Christian yeah. Walker, one of the best power hitters in baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I'd like to see their bullpen get a little bit better, but it's still not bad. Uh, but I think the addition of uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from Detroit uh, is really going to help this oh, uh, yeah. this rotation like a motherfucker i mean yeah zach gallon merrill kelly eduardo rodriguez Woo! and then Tom, tommy henry that's a Woo! that's a great that's a great four to have so oh, I um, agree. the phillies the phillies i think have more offense than the diamondbacks but i agree uh, that that pitching that pitching for the diamondbacks is absolutely insane i'm just saying man it would have surprised me one bit all right for the al i'm going with um the blue jays and I'm going with ooh shit. This is what it gets tough. <sighs> this one's pretty easy. No, I mean for the second one. It's gonna be it was should be. Um well since I have Seattle two, I'm going with I'm gonna go I'm, I'm going with Seattle, Ben. I, I really do. I really am. over over the Yankees. Yeah, I don't think Yankees get it get and, it, man. And and over and over the Rangers. Yeah. I'm because I'm going by the injuries, bro. I'm going. You see, you see, if the Rangers were healthy pitching wise, with obviously with Degrom and obviously with um, Scherzer, yeah, I would pick them. But bro, the, I think the injury with the pitching it, it's gonna fuck them over. So I think for me, I like I like what I'm seeing from Seattle. I think Seattle makes it. I I really do. So Seattle versus uh, what I say? Seattle versus uh, what I say? I'm sorry. It was Seattle and um, um, you said I'm, Blue Jays. Yeah. I, I like that series. I'm not gonna lie. One game series, not bad. What do, what do you think, Ben? Who's your AL wild card? It's tough. It's tough. Man, um, definitely Blue Jays. 100% Blue Jays. My my second pick is Rangers or Yankees. I'm I'm trying to Ooh. debate uh, in my head. Um, it's tough, man. It really is. You know, 
The Rangers are dealing with injuries now, but the Yankees usually deal with injuries in the season. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, Carlos Rodon, hurt, you know, normally hurt. Nestor Cortez, normally hurt. Marcus Stroman, normally, normally hurt. Stanton. Aaron Judge, normally yeah. hurt. Stanton, normally hurt. Um, Anthony Rizzo, normally hurt. DJ <laughs> LeMahieu, normally hurt. Sucks. The Yankee fans don't like the Ramadier. Um, Everyone sucks. Go ahead. You <laughs> know, I, I, and it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I like the additions of Marcus Stroman. Like, he was absolutely phenomenal up until the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, you know, and like their starting five was great, you know, when healthy, Garrett Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Stroman, and, and Clark Schmidt. Uh yeah. bullpen's not bad with, with Clay Holmes and, and Ian Hamilton as your as your yeah. two primary big pitchers. Um and and your offense isn't bad. Jose Trefino, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres, DJ O'Mayhew, Anthony Volpe, Alex, you know, they got the addition of Alex Verdugo. Uh, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, and obviously Juan Carlos Stanton. Um, I know these guys want to have a bounce back year so badly. Uh, and, and on paper, they, they look like the better team. And they're currently healthy. So I'm going to go Blue Jays-Yankees currently as it stands. So if my scenario happens, I think Blue Jays beat the Seattle. Sorry, Seattle fan, but I will, I'll be worried for you guys. Shout out to me to Kyle, the South Seattle fan that I know. Ben, who would you got? Blue Jays or you said who else? I'm sorry, you said Blue Jays and who? Yankees, Yankees. Okay, who who was that one? Who was that? Blue Jays. I got Ooh. I got Blue Jays. I got the Blue Jays winning. Ah, uh, Yankees fall short, and you know what Ben? You know what Andrew's gonna say? They're a small market team. Look at that, Ben. And you know what that means? Yeah. Even even watch. though even though they're paying three guys. <laughs> or four guys actually well over a hundred million dollars they're still somehow a small market it makes no sense you're, you're only you're only you're only the most expensive payroll in all of baseball but hey whatever Shit. Shit, that happens man oh my god would Aaron Boone get fired and and would Juan Soto walk we'll find out the Juan Soto's uh bidding is going to be interesting I'll just say that um now let's go with Matt. Let's go with MVP for both A A L and L. I'm going A L. I'm going with. But you know what? I'm gonna do it for you. You know what I'm gonna say? Adley Rushman. How about that? How about that? Nah. See, I don't want you to believe in Adley now. You, okay, you've been giving me. Sh- you know what? what, what you, you, nah, you've been giving. Nah, you you pick your pick is your pick. <laughs> but um, I'm just giving you shit because you've been talking crap about Adley to me for two years now. You, you've, been give, you've, been, you, you've been giving him his credit, but you've also been saying JT Real Musso was better. Well, my, well, my bad. It's, uh, not my, it's not my fault. You guys have a good backup catcher now with Jesse McCann and now with Adley. But go ahead. It's all good. Um, You know damn well McCann is not on Adley's level. but I know that, um, but he's a good backup, right? He's a good backup, right? No, he's a good backup, but he's only going to be the backup for one more year until Samuel Basalo. Oh, well, go ahead. What's your MVP? Uh, um, I love the Adley one. I definitely think Adley's going to have a better season than he did last year. Um, but this is a guy I wanted it to, to win it last year, and mm. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying this dude's name until he wins it. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., man. Mm. I, I think Vlad Guerrero is, is going to win the AL MVP. Mm. Hey, yo, Ben, you have, any, you have a message to say to Justin Turner or Kevin Gosman? Kevin Gosman this year? Remember, Turner says, fear the beard. Remember that. I don't care about t- what Justin Turner is doing. 
but for Kevin Gosman, uh, maybe put yourself on the IR anytime you have to go up against oh the Orioles, because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure ever since we let go of Kevin Gosman, he's only beaten us like twice in his career. So, <laughs> and, and th- this remember this is the same guy two years ago that said uh, you're supposed to beat the Orioles more often than not, and he's only beaten him he's only beaten us once since he made that statement so uh yeah kevin i mean if you want to keep losing keep running your mouth but uh until then you know maybe worry about your performance and, and not what you're saying in a press game conference don't forget aaron judge he runs his mouth against your or your part too so don't forget about that oh my goodness oh, yeah. baseball. Oh, oh, why i didn't know this was a build a park Oh, normally all those hits to left field would have been home runs. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> all I'm going to say, hey, Aaron, Aaron Judge, our guys didn't have any issue hitting that shit to left field. All I'm saying. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, my God, it's so funny. You got you had literally the best manager in the Yankee fans. Aaron Boone sucks. It's all good, bro. It's all right. All right, we now. have Bro, we have the best manager and general manager in the NL East. Yeah. Or in the there NL East. There you go. That's facts. That's facts. And the Yankees don't. It's all good. All right. Which is be happy, my friend. All right. Now, uh, NL MVP when healthy, going so high a tiny. But this is tough putting it out. It's really tough. What do you think, Ben? Well, you can't have Shohei. Shohei's not playing this year. Yes, he is. For, 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 hitting, for hitting, yes. He's not. That's some crap, but whatever. Um... <laughs> well, you think he's super saiyan? Well, you don't think he's okay. <laughs> Um, oh man! And, uh, I, I can pick somebody else. <laughs> no, no, no. That's your that's your pick. That's your pick. All right. Um, NL NL MVP. I'm a. I think it's gonna be a two time winner, man. I think it's gonna go back to the same guy who won it last year. I'm gonna go with Ronald yeah. Acuna Jr. Okay. Okay. I hope he stays healthy though. But yeah, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. All right. Let's go with Cy Young. I just easy for me. I, I and I, you know, I, I hope he stays healthy. Hopefully, they give him more runs. I'm with the AL. I'm going with your boy Ben. I'm going with Burns. I think I think he, he can do it. Please give my this guy more runs, and I think he can get the more wins this year. I think he's getting signed on. What do you, what do you think? It's either going to be him or Garrett Cole, but, but I'm going with. I trust my words. I trust me with this baseball take. I got Burns for the for signing on. I'm I'm right with you, man. I'm right fucking with you, man. Go. Uh, I got go. I got Corbin Burns. He you know he's going. He's going from a hitter's park to to a pitcher's park. Um, I think he's going to love pitching uh, in in Camden Yards. I think he's going to love pitching in some of these pitcher parts in the AL. Um, And so, yeah, I think Corbin Burns is going to have an unbelievable season. Mm, All right. And now I'm going with, with, you know what? I'm going to go with this guy. I hope he stays healthy. I'm going with. I'm not gonna pick a Dodger. I'm gonna pick a Philly. I'm going with Zach Wheeler. I'm going with the guy that should have won this shit last year. Give me fucking Spencer Strider, dude. Yeah. Spencer Strider yeah. should have won the fucking award last year, dude. Yeah. He, he, yeah. I mean, he had he had an unbelievable ERA, unbelievable WHIP, and he led Major League Baseball in strikeouts by a fucking yeah. mile. How the hell did he not win Cy Young last year? And he was on the best team in all of baseball. I don't get it. 
Their Spencer narrative Strider is, is, is winning NL Cy Young. Their narrative is he's on the stack team and he should not get it. So I guess Blake Snell got it. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. he was – bro, He I get it he's on a stack team, but he was easily the best pitcher on his own team. Like that team had so many fucking injuries in their pitching staff last you're right. year. Like, no, you're right. You're people right. People got – like Matt's, Matt's free got hurt last year. Charlie yeah. Morton got hurt last year. Yeah. Spencer Strider, like the reason the Braves were so good is because they knew at least every five games they were going to get a win out of Spencer Strider. Well, well, guess what? They got they added Chris Sale, and is he going to stay? Is he going to stay healthy too? I mean, I mean, they're 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 hoping that he stays healthy, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, the Cy Young for the NL. Um, I know. I said, we, I said that. We said that. We said, I said Wheeler. You said okay. Um, manager of the year. I'm gonna go with. Whoo! This is gonna be tough. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with my guy. I'm going with my guy, Doc Doc Roberts, Dave Roberts. Um, go ahead, Ben. Who is your NL for manager of the year? Do you think it's gonna be the Braves manager, or do you have somebody else? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Braves manager. I think. Um, what is it, Brian Snicker? Yeah, whatever um, you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're going to be the best team in in the AL or in the NL. NL, uh, all right. in, yeah. And in, in the NL, so I think you you give it to the the manager, um, the best manager in the, in that NL with the with the most wins. All right. Um, for the AL, I'm going with. I think Oreo's going to have a lot of wins, but I think I think your manager gets it again, man. I really do. I really do. People are going to still going to sleep on you guys, which is stupid. They don't understand the, uh, your pitchers, Ben, but it is what it is. They like they love watching the big market teams, except for you guys. It is what it is. So hopefully, Oreo fans get to learn, learn your knowledge of because you know your most of your team, most of your fan base. But it's a, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be your manager. I really do. Again, I really do. He get. I think you got. My prediction is you guys get more wins than last year, and I think he gets it again. What about you? Dang, we're gonna have more than 101 wins. Um, I mean, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> if you, you got if more you faith, you got more faith in us than Vegas does. Um, Interesting. Interesting. I think, really? I think That's Vegas crazy. has. Yeah, I think I think Vegas has us at like 86 wins or 88. That's, what wins, the fuck? Like what the fuck? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's super low again. It's it's more than <laughs> last year. Remember, remember, remember last year that shit was at like 70 something, but. Yeah, um, I thought we were going to have a losing season, Vegas. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be Brandon Hyde. You know, like even if he just replicates exactly what we did last year, you know, 101 wins, or even if he gets like to 98, 99, uh, so long as he wins the AL East, I think he wins AL Manager of the Year again. Mm. All right. So let's go with the World Series, my friend. Win healthy. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm not gonna lie, Ben. You know who I really, Ben. Me and Ben might have to fight. <laughs> Dodgers, Orioles, man. I it's it's. I mean, the future has been predicting is that series is gonna happen. I think when healthy, I think it has a chance. But and if we if my team does not make it, because obviously it's because we don't have Otani pitching this year, but um. But for me, I think it's going to be Dodgers-Orioles. I think it's setting up that way. Um, if it's not Dodgers-Orioles, it might be – it wouldn't surprise me if the Diamondbacks go back again because they just added Rodriguez and Jock Peterson. So the NL is going to be interesting to see. But but you know what? I'll ask you this, Ben. Who do you who is coming out of the AL 
I should have done. I should have done that way. Who's coming out of the AL when healthy? Is it going to be your Orioles, or do you think it's going to be somebody else because of your closer being hurt all year? What, what do you think, Ben? Or do you trust your squad? What do you? How, how do you feel, Ben? How is your heart feeling? I think it's going to be a two-team race for the AL. Um, I think it's going to be Baltimore, Houston. I agree. Uh, I think Houston. I think Houston getting Verlander back for a full season is going to help them. Um, I expect that the rest of that bullpen to have a bounce back season as oh, well. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. Um, yes. You know, I, I think they started last season. I think they started last season pretty slow. I feel like that's going to change as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be Baltimore Houston coming out of the AL. Mm, and what about the NL? When healthy? The NL, it's, I think it's going to be you guys or the Braves. If it's not I you, agree. it's the Braves. If it's not the Braves, it's you guys, um, especially when fully healthy. Um, if it's the Braves, it's because Otani's not pitching, right? That's fair. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that's the Dodger excuse. We don't have Otani pitching, but at least he's hitting. That's that's a good thing. So am I even mad about that? People are going to – and by the way, we're going to be the villains. And people are going to laugh at us if we lose because it's like Pookie Betts said at, at, at the Fan Fest. Every game that we lose, people are going to laugh at us and people are going to treat it as the World Series, as they should, because people hate us when we spend money. It is what it is. But I'm happy that my friend, Ben Fair, is happy because now he's got the owners that are willing to spend money. I'm just hoping they spend their own players, spend their own players. Hopefully they re-sign Burn, which I think they will. And hopefully they re-sign the rest of their player, which I think they will. All right. So like, hey, like, said, like, the, like the classic saying goes, they hate us because they ain't us. So. There you go. How about that? How about that? There you go, Ben Fair. But guess what? Fuck all the fans that are hating ben, me and Ben's team because we spend money. But guess what? <laughs> your, owners, your owners are rich, and they can spend money, but they don't want to. How about that? All right. Now, let's go with NBA. Let's have fun with this. So, Ben Fair. So, uh, Andrew Jarrell Jones is Nickelbockers, man. They made they made some moves at the deadline. Here come the Knicks fans, man. Uh, watch out for us. As they always say, Ben, fear the uh, Statue of Liberty, right? Look like 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 old days, uh, like they say it about the New York Liberty, right? So look at they got shout out to Bojanovic. Um, I believe that's his name, Bojan Bojanovic. Yeah, he's on the road on the road team now. I think the Knicks made these moves because they think they have a chance have a chance to go to beat the Celtics. Uh, that's how I really feel. How they made these moves. Uh, they got Alec Burks. Um, let me ask you this, Ben. How do you feel about their trade deadline? And I think they did pretty well. My only thing is, my my only worry if I'm a Knicks fan, Thibodeau can still fuck this up. Because let's keep it a beat. I like Thibodeau for defense, but let's keep it a beat, Ben. He tired his players, man. He ruined D. Rose. He ruined Joe Kim Noah. I mean, Brunson already hurt. Ryan's already hurt. You get the you get what I mean, Ben? I was so, say Look, look what he's already doing this year. Like you said, Julius Randle has been hurt a good portion of this year. It's a Robinson. And look who's yep. look, look who look who's been hurt the last like week and a half. OG Ananobi. He just yeah. got there. Yeah, Mr. Robinson too. So Ben, your thoughts about Mitchell? Their Mitchell, trade Mitchell is Mitchell is always hurt though. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So what you're talking about their trades? I think uh, I think Nick fans should be happy. The question is going to be, can they stay healthy? And they, if they do stay healthy. Do you think by these moves they can challenge the Celtics if they stay healthy? I think they can. The question is, do you believe in Tibbs? I don't, but we shall see. No excuses for him. I like that they added guys who can space the floor. They added Alec Burks and they added Bojan, um, two guys who can use who can both shoot over forty percent from three. But yeah. one thing both of those guys lack is the ability to play defense. 
Yeah. Um, I think this Knicks team desperately needed defense. I think, like you said, Mitchell Robinson being hurt, I probably would have gone after a big. I don't believe in Isaiah Hartenstein as your full-time no. starter. Um, and so I think that's going to hurt you a little bit. But I do like that they added depth, and they added good depth, um, and, and depth that, that's easily expendable after the season and cheap. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, you addressed kind of two positions that you you really needed. You, with Bojan, you're bringing in a guy who can play both the three and the four. Mm-hmm. And that means you can take some pressure off of Randall and OG a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Alec Burtz, um, you know, playing the two or three can easily fill in for OG on an OB, maybe Dante yep. DiVincenzo from time to time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and still, and once again, still be able to space the four. But um, I think – Injuries is, is definitely going to be the big deciding factor, especially mm-hmm. seeing who's injured around playoff time. You know, if Julius Randle is still banged up, I don't see them having a chance. Uh, even if Julius Randle is healthy, I don't really see them having a chance. But mm-hmm. um, they, they are a good team at the end of the day. They're playing good basketball, so I'm going to give them credit for now. But real bas- we all know real basketball doesn't begin till playoff starts. So. Facts. Facts. And do you think Thibodeau's gonna fuck this up in the playoffs? I mean, he, I mean, he has no excuse, man. Do I, do I believe in Tibbs? I don't. But we shall see, Ben. What, what, what do you think with this team? Um, how far will they go when healthy? In your view, if they're healthy. Um, I mean, I don't see them making it out of the second round, healthy or not healthy. Um, I just, don't, I just don't see them. No, it's not even because of Thibodeau. I just don't see them having an, enough consistent offense, especially. You know, when the when the game when the four gets tighter, when it comes playoff time, and a, a large percentage of your shots are coming at the mid range and at the rim, like New York yeah. does, when playoff time comes and that and that paint shrinks a lot and and, and collapses, I think they're, that's when they're going to run into the issue. I don't think, and and that's why I like that they added some guys who can space the four because they needed yeah. it. But yes, badly. How yeah. much? We, we all know we all know Tib doesn't like to to run his bench a ton. So no, no. you know, come, come playoff time, you know the guys are already playing 38, 40 minutes a night. They're going to be playing oh. forty plus easily every yeah. night in the playoffs. So those rotational pieces you got might not even yeah. see the floor. Yeah, that's facts. Now let's go with Will's team, man. The OKC Thunder, man. I thought they were getting another big to sign Big Mac Biombo. Not bad. He's a good defender guy. They got Gordon Hayward. They traded Trey, man. Uh, and by the way, shout out to the Knicks. They traded in the 40 years to the Pistons, and the Pistons are stupid. Whatever. It's all good. We're not Pistons fans, and God bless them. And they released Kaylin Hayes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a waste of a pick. All right. So, Ben, your thoughts about Gordon Hayward going to the OKC Thunder. When you saw that trade, what did OKC told you right there, in your view? <clears throat> That they're trying to contend, you know, right. but not trying to break the bank. You know, they, they didn't have to give up, you know, any major draft capital. They didn't have to give right. up any major players in that trade. Are you surprised they um, traded Trey Mann or not really? Trey- I mean, what was Trey Mann providing for them anyways? That's true. You know, That's Trey, true. Trey, Mann, Trey Mann had pretty much lost his spot to Kaysan Wallace. Yeah, he did. Um, Kaysan has been killing this year on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. And the guy's only a rookie. So uh, Kaysan's probably only going to continue to get better. So that makes Trey Mann expendable. Um, I mean, and you got Isaiah Joe anyways, who can do anything Trey Mann can do. So you're not losing anything. Um, 
And I think getting a guy like Gordon, yeah, he's way past his prime, yeah. you know, and, and the ability to, to drop 20 a night on somebody. But most important thing about adding Gordon Hayward is he has playoff experience. Yep. He's, he's, he's a veteran. He's an all, he's an all-star and <clears throat> he's joining a team full of super young guys. He can be yep. a great, great mentor for, for these young guys. He can be a great uh-huh. leader for these young guys. And he can be a guy who comes off the bench and doesn't have to screw up anything that's going on with the primary unit of that team, Chet and yeah. Shay and, and Josh and, and Jalen Williams. Like, yeah. Gordon Hayward's going to a spot where honestly he's the fifth or sixth guy legitimately yeah. the fifth or sixth guy like Jalen Williams, Giddy, Chet and Shea are all coming before, before him. So mm-hmm. I think Gordon, I think adding Gordon, um, I think he's an inspiring deal as well. So, um, you know, it's not like a long-term uh, commitment either. So I think it was a great addition. They get a veteran, they get a mentor, and they get a guy who's at least been to the playoffs. Maybe, maybe his team in Utah didn't have a didn't do a ton, but right. playoff experience is better than no playoff experience at all. That's so facts. I, I, I like the addition a lot. Facts, facts. Uh, I think this team in the Knicks won the deadline. The Mavericks, man, I like PJ Washington. I want him in, <clears> him in LA. I think man. the Mavericks won. Mavericks won the deadline to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's not, it's not even close. You traded. Seth Curry, he's back with his father, by the way. There he goes. Charlotte Horny, look at that. God, God, God bless you, Maxwell. Uh, God bless Hornets fans. Anyways, um, yeah, you got Gaffer from the Washington Wizards. Bro, their, their lineup is fucking good, man. Sounds like the Mavericks, man. They, they, they're going for it. Um, do they have a chance? Yes, I like their lineup right now. You got Luka, you got Kyrie, Josh Green, Peter Washington, and Lively. That's a good lineup, man. And your and your depth and your bench is what? Gafford, Derrick Jones, and obviously Exum. That's whatever. You had you got Tim Hardway. That's not bad, man. So and your thoughts. I I like what they did. And shout out to Mark Cuban, man. And shout out to their GM. He <clears> they're they're building the white way. I like PJ Washington with Lively. What do you think, man? I love it. I love thank you, God. PJ got the fuck out of Charlotte, right? Yeah, I you, I think I've been I've had the conversation with you. I know I definitely had it with our boy Kev. Yes, um, yeah. I've been wanting I, I've been wanting PJ Washington out of Charlotte for two three A years minute. now. Yeah, um, I think PJ Washington is one of the most underappreciated role players in the entire NBA. Yeah, um, I think he can do everything you you can you can essentially ask out of a rotational player offensively. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he can do everything you can possibly ask out of him defensively. He's just a super, super reliable player, man. And yeah. most importantly, on a on a Mavericks team, you need guys who can play off the ball, who don't need the ball in their hands to really to score. You know, yeah. they, they can just act, they can just sit there and catch and shoot situations, and that's what PJ Washington is perfect at, man. Like he can play off the ball. He complements Kyrie and Luca so well. You know, he's a big body. He's a big body guy too. He's a, a legitimate six eight, probably two twenty. Uh, you know, he he does so much more than what Grant Williams was offering you um, on both sides of the ball. That is, and and that's just the PJ Washington edition. And then you get Daniel Gafford. I mean, Daniel Gafford. You know, a guy who struggled a little bit with injuries in Washington, and then when healthy, you know, he's having to rely on 
Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma to get him the ball to, to even try to do anything. So, you know, when when you have those two trying to set you up, yeah, you're not you're probably going to be put in a ton of bad situations. And Facts. we've seen in just we've seen in just these two games of Daniel Gafford and Detroit and what he's done. I mean, what his first game, he had what like eighteen and eight with like yeah. two or three blocks and what 17 minutes. Yeah. And then the very the very next game he dropped what like 17 and 18 or something. Yeah. Like, and yeah. 20 and 21 minutes. Like yeah. the guy is unbelievable. Like the ability to go from you know Derek Lively and then when you need a substitute big you can go to Daniel Gafford. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like bro like this is this is the same team that just a season ago was relying on Dwight Powell and Matty Cleaver <laughs> down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now a year later, you got Lively and Gafford. Oh my goodness! And then you we add PJ Washington. Yeah. Yes, you take that all day. Like, and just one year, you you turned your entire franchise around, and you actually gave Kyrie and Luca players that they can actually play with, like guys who would who actually fit the role in which they needed. Like you said, now Tim Hardaway can go back to being the sixth man. Yeah. Um, it's it's just so many great moves that they made. I'm I'm so happy for Kyrie, so happy for Luca. It's, it's still fuck Jason Kidd, but I'm also happy for uh, <laughs> for Mark for Mark Cuban. Oh, Grant Williams. Um, this guy goes to Charlotte. God bless your heart. All right. Anyways, the Phoenix Suns. Um, they went to to get Royce O'Neal. You know what's crazy, Ben? I love this team, but my thing is, shout out to Frank Vogel, you're doing a good job, even though the Suns are losing here and there. But my thing is, they're missing pieces really at center. I saw they got that. He's young. He's a veteran. I get that. That's whatever. But he's a champion. He was with the Raptors. But my thing is, Ben, um, obviously, Nurkic is not the same anymore. Obviously, sadly, their best center is probably probably gonna, probably Eubanks. But my, so, Ben, your thoughts with the Warsaw Neal trade with the Suns? Is that is he going to help them? Shout out to your guy, Grayson Allen. He's been on the tear this year. Shout out to, shout out to Duke, man. But what's your thoughts about this team getting Warsaw Neal? Do you like the move, or do you feel like they should have gotten a center? Because I feel, I feel like that's what they really needed. But what do you think with the Warsaw Neal trade? They should have. They sh- they I, think, I think Phoenix should have been the most aggressive team in the entire in the entire trade yes. block. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I would have looked at moving New York. Nurkic. I would have looked at moving Eric Gordon. Like I would have looked at moving some of these other players as well. But um, I think Royce O'Neal. I I don't think he moves the needle a ton. Like he's a good rotational depth. Yes, he's a guy that you can bring in to play the three and four and give KD a break. Um, You know, and and he's going to provide some defense. But that's really all he's providing is a little bit of rebounding and a little bit of defense. He's not giving you really anything offensively. Uh, and set and set some hustling and, and some screens, but um, I'm still not buying this this team, especially because you know we've seen Brad and Devin Booker in and out throughout the season. It's crazy that Kevin Durant's the healthiest player on this whole fucking team um, <laughs> at seventy at seventy eight years old and yes, 110 yes. pounds. <clears throat> but that just makes Kevin Durant one of the greatest players ever exist. Um, Grayson Allen been a massive contributor to this team somehow somehow once again the nba fucks up but somehow grayson allen gets left left out of the three-point contest even though he leads the entire nba he leads the entire nba while while shooting 49 fucking percent almost 
pretty much every other three this man shoots goes in. That's fucking ridiculous. And he yes. somehow gets left out of the NBA three-point contest to fucking Cat. Cat? <laughs> you you allowed a seven-foot dude in there over the NBA leading three-point? Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here, dude. But, Ben, you know, wow. you know, what they want him in, you know, you know why they want him in there? Because you remember he said, I, cha- I changed the league. That's what he said. Yeah, Cat. Cat ain't changed shit in some of the litter box. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, oh my god! Speaking of speaking of, yeah, yeah, way, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the Suns. I feel like the Suns should have been way more aggressive. I, I don't I think Royce. So I don't think Royce O'Neal is the proper move. Hell no! Hell no! Well, speaking of another team, right? The Sixers. Buddy got traded, man. Two of the fellows. This team is actually not bad if when they're healthy, man. Um, Buddy Hield, I like their depth. They got Kyle Lowry. He's a veteran point guard. He played with Nick Nurse. That's a pride. You got Buddy Hield, Ombre, KJ Martin. You got Mo Bamba. Um, yeah, obviously you got Paul Reed, and obviously Joel B's hurt. But other than that, Ben, like they got rid of Beverly. He's with Doc Rivers. That's funny. The Bucks are done. They're gonna get bounced. Probably bounced. No matter. I mean, maybe the Pacers or somebody because I'm not really a believer. Doc Rivers. Neither are you. So yeah, that's what happened when you. Fire Adrian Griffin because they're dumbasses, but whatever. Uh, it's not my team. Um, but yeah, I like this Sixers team when healthy. When Joel B gets back, Ben, do you like the Sixers team with with Maxi, Melton, Harris, Tobias Harris, Batum, Batum? Obviously, you got Paul Reed, Mo Bamba, KJ Martin, Ombre, and obviously Ombre, Buddy Hill, and Kyle Lowry. That's and obviously Cam, campaign over Beverly. That's not bad. I think Moore did a good job when they're healthy, right? It's not bad. It's not terrible, but it's not. It's not gonna win you a championship. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all Philly fans. Actually, I'm not sorry. Y'all can hate me if you want. <laughs> really? Joel and okay. B. Jo- Joel and B would never win an NBA title as a leading man. Mm-hmm. Um, he get he get he gets hurt. He gets hurt way too often. His right. condition his condition his conditioning late in the season is fucking atrocious. I agree. Like P- the man's coming off a major injury. Before and he might be back before the playoffs, and people expect him to still play at all caliber level. That's man, crazy. With a torn meniscus, hell no, hell yeah. no. Pro- I'll be yeah. surprised. If, I'll be surprised if Joel even comes back. But yeah. no, nah. cool. You got Buddy Hield. You got another guy who can space the floor. But guess what? Buddy plays no defense, no and doubt. Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield has never won a playoff series a day. And actually, you know what? Buddy Hield has never even made the playoffs. No, he hasn't. So he hasn't. Yeah. So bringing in bringing in a guy who's never even smelled the playoffs before, you expect to win a playoff game, let alone a playoff Hell series? Hell no. Hell no, <laughs> I don't believe in the Philadelphia 76ers. The fuck? Your best your best player is hurt coming off of and it's a major injury. And the only acquisition you made is a guy who's never even seen a playoff game before. No, I don't believe in the fucking 76ers. But I have a question the for what why the fuck? Well, here's my thing. You're right, though. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But why the fuck does the Bucks trade for Patrick Beverly for? Now this man's gonna talk with. with he's back with his boy. Doc they Rivers. needed, the bro, man? bro. They they needed a photographer to to capture this fucking disaster that's about to happen. We know. We all know Pat Beverly is the cameraman. Remember, he said. He said, "I can get. The, I, I'm a leader of this team. I can. I can be a good leader. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Good leader for your man. Podcast. The only uh, thing. The only thing Pat Bev is the leader of is his own fan club. That's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I listen to it. I like Pat Bev. He's funny as fuck. Shout out to Pat Bev, man. That camera thing was always going to be funny. All right. Speaking of a team, my man. Uh, I hate. I hate the Celtics, but you get. You got to give them credit, man. Listen, I, I hate the fuck out of them, but 
listen, getting them getting Xavier Tillman, I like that. They need another center. He's way better than Luke Cornette. If you don't like this move, then I don't know what to tell you. They got uh, Jaden Springer from the Bucks because the Bucks the doctor didn't want. Uh, he's helping his team, his former team, but the Celtics. So I like him, uh, Ben. Jaden Springer and then Xavier Tillman. That's not bad. What do you think? I think that's a good. That's a good ad for <clears throat> for Brad Stevens. I do. No, I think it's a great ad. Xavier Tillman <clears throat> is a very reliable big. I'm surprised Memphis gave up on him. I mean, the guy was pretty much starting next to JJJ uh, yeah. with Stephen Adams, with the absence of Stephen Adams uh, before they traded him. <clears throat> so I was shocked. I was shocked that Xavier Tillman was even available. But great addition for for Boston of getting him. You got a guy now that you can rely on, you know, to replace Al Horford and Kristaps. Um, <clears throat> and this is a team that desperately needed uh, depth. So to get a a, a very reliable guy on both sides of the ball um, is, is always beneficial. And then you said Jaden Springer, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think the addition of Jaden Springer is huge. Uh, obviously he's probably not going to, you know, provide anything this year uh, or possibly even next year, but Jaden Springer, you know, going into the, when he was being drafted was, you know, regarded as one of the better players in the draft, especially at the guard wing position. Yeah. Um, I think he's a very good development piece. Uh, and this yes. is a team that has some nice young development guys. I like J.D. Yeah. Davidson, who they have down in the G League. I like yeah. Jordan Walsh, who they have down in the in the G League. And now you can yeah. add uh, a guy like Springer to that mix. Um, yeah. You know, that's three young guys that, you know, you could potentially build on possibly after the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum um, era is over. Yes, they're, they're the players that they got is way better than, than those white players that they have, Sam Hazard, Luke Renette, that's for sure. All right, now, speaking of – Don't don't forget team, your man. boy. Don't don't forget Drew Peterson and Sky uh, Mackay Luke. Yeah, yeah Stephen Collin, man. Lake show, yeah, man. Of course, Boston fans love them, man. Ben, right? Of course, they think they they're 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 you know, fuck. They they love those players. They hate Luca for some odd reason. That's kind of funny, but whatever. All right. Now, speaking of a team, right? And by the way, shout out to Vanessa Bryan. Uh, I love what she said at the, at the press conference. She said, "If you don't like Kobe's statue, his is is his um, you know his um, the his statue pose, that he his pose. The, the, his, his pose." He she said, "If you don't like it." Tough shit. How about that? Shout out to you, Vanessa. We love you. All right. Anyways, um, I know we didn't do anything at the deadline, but my thing is, I don't blame the Lake Show for not doing anything. Um, I mean, we we kind of, bro. I was gonna say we kind of did something. We got Denwitty in the buyout market. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, like Laker fans, when healthy, this team is actually not bad. I, I you can you can argue this team is actually loaded. So the, obviously, your point guard will be right now. You got D'Angelo Russell, and by the way, they have chemistry. People forget they have everybody has chemistry. Christian Wood was uh, teammates with Spencer Dinwiddie. Same with D'Lo. And D'Lo's been hot lately. So depth wise, when healthy. And by the way, I heard we might be fully healthy next week after the All Star break. That's gonna be good, by the way. So, anyways, the point is, Ben Fair, I like what we did. So, you obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie's your backup point guard. He's replacing Gabe right now. Obviously, you still got Christian Wood. You got Hayes. Hayes has playing well lately. Prince is in your your second unit. I like it. I like the team right now. What do you think, Ben? When healthy, and obviously, it's looking like the Lakers might get their 2024 pick. If they do, Ben, who, who, in your in your opinion, and look at let's just say let's just say if they keep this team, right? Who, which position 
should they draft in the 2024? Um, it, this is, I, I, I'm just saying for giggles. They keep Wood. They keep Hayes. What's the only position that they need? They keep, they keep, they kept Jalen Hoshifino. What do you, for depth wise, who do you think they should get in your view? Looking at I the mean, depth chart. Definitely, definitely a defensive big. You you gotta get somebody. You gotta get somebody you can put in there so AD can get a break. I agree. That's um, the missing piece. Eight, yeah, like I like I thought I thought it was gonna be Jackson Hayes. Like you said, he's slowly starting to play better, but yeah. um I don't know if he's someone you can really rely on, especially in big game situations. Um so yeah, I would say some type of big, um, some type of defensive big. For sure, I, I I'd still love it if it was uh, the big from UConn. I'm um, hoping, I'm hoping he slips. I'm, bluff, I'm bluffing on his name. Yeah, he's not having the best season like we thought he would, but I mean UConn is the best team in college basketball this year, so he probably will. Um, he probably will end up going high in the draft. Hold on, let me pull up his name real quick. Donovan uh, Klingon. Yeah, he's so fucking good. I'll take them. Bro, him and they, oh, my God. I'll take that in an instant. Go ahead. But, yeah, so that that's it, though. That that would be my pick, Donovan Klingon, if we can get him. Okay. I, like, I, don't, I don't think he'll, he'll fall that far just because, like, like I said, UConn's playing so well, but uh, we'll see. I was about to say Phil Paskey, but you were right about that guy. That guy, that guy cannot um, You guys. Phil mm. Paskey is cool, but. I don't know, man. I, I'm still not sold on Filipowski. Like you're right about him. He's not a good rim protector right now. He's not bad. Yeah, he's he's not. he's not a good rim protector. Um, and there there have been times this year, like he he went through like a five six game stretch where he, he couldn't he was he couldn't play without fouling. I, I don't even think he was trying to foul. I think teams were just you know attacking him and making him foul. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd love Filipowski, but. I don't think he gives us enough uh, offense no, no. or defensively uh, to make no. that selection. But how do you think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to do? He's going to play tonight against his former team, the Pistons. I mean, Christian Wood used to play with the Pistons. So I, 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 as long as we're giving energy, Ben, I, I mean, listen, I think Spencer's going to be nice for us, man. Off, off the bench, he has chemistry with D'Lo and then obviously with Wood. I think it's going to work out. What do you think? I think Spencer's going to – I think with this buyout – this was a home run for us. What, what do you think? He's taking Gabe, and Gabe might come back next week or the following week. So we're going to be fully healthy. This team is low-key deep. People are not going to agree with that. But that's why, Ben, this is a deep team when healthy. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah, this is a very good team. Um, I like the addition of Spencer Dingley a lot. I mean, you get a guy on a veteran mem. Um, you know, he can play both in the starting unit as – either the one or the two, he can come off the bench and be the sixth man. Um, I think he's somebody that can take a lot of pressure off of D'Lo and Austin Reeves. Um, you know, when one of them are having a bad night, I, I would expect Spencer Dinwiddie to be able to step up in their place. Um, uh-huh. I like the addition a lot, man. You know, and he's a guy who can play both on and off ball. So he possibly he could possibly take off some pressure mm-hmm. from LeBron, maybe even from time to time. But yeah, I think it was a great addition, man. Like people, people have been wanting to, you know, rag on Denwitty for the last year or two for some of his comments he makes towards like Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, yeah, you know, people, people want to make their jokes about him, but the guy's a good player, man. You know, he, he's a he is what he is defensively. You know, he, 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 it's not his game per se, no. but 
offensively, man, you, you can't really ask for anything more than than what Spencer Dinwiddie provides for you for for the. Are you saying he's like Lou he Williams plays. in a way? Lou Williams is that fair to say? Yeah, he's he's one he's one hundred percent like Lou Williams for sure, easily. All right, yeah. So we shall see, Laker Nation. Keep uh, keep. Um, I know our plan, big plan is apparently is tr- uh, try to get a third star, either Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young. Trey Young because of clutch sports. So we shall see. I I mean, listen, I, I don't care. I'm focusing on this year. So I guess that's the Lakers' plan. That's why we didn't do anything at the deadline. But at the end of the day, I don't blame what the Lakers did. I mean, they're telling themselves when healthy, we are a damn good team. You saw you saw glimpses of it, um, especially with Vando when Vando was healthy. So, but yeah, uh, sticking like we're going to have a fully healthy team by next week, and we shall see. We play the Pistons, and we should beat them today. We should. And then we play the Utah Jazz, and we play the Golden State Warriors next week, and I'm sure we're going to beat Golden State because I'm not afraid of them. All they have is Steph. All right, and shout out to Potter, by the way. He's looking good for Golden State. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, Ben, that, that was, this was a great show, man. I love this show. Let's go, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, once again, shout out to you and, Lu- uh, out to you and Lucas. Um, ben, are you writing anything, any articles for this week? friend no not this week um i got a video i have a video i have to edit for school so i am completely and utterly uh busy uh with school projects so articles articles unfortunately are going to take a little bit a little bit of a backseat for the time being Okay, but hopefully your next article will be on the Orioles, the young Orioles team. Please, I would want to read that for sure. <laughs> now, yes, you guys can follow me at Respectable Vink. I obviously have been size A24, but you can plug in your stuff. And once again, great show, uh, episode 81. You know that number, Tamara Owens. Uh, what do you, what's his famous words? My, my, that's, that's my quarterback. Go ahead, Ben, the floor is yours. Give off your social media, everybody can follow you. Once again, great episode, my friend. Great episode. 81, also the highest total in which Kobe scored. So, yes, sir. Let's um, go, Kobe. Sh- yes, shout sir. out, yes. sh- shout out, shout out, Kobe. But uh, yeah, you can follow me. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Sports Veteran. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Hollywood Vet. Um, like I said, normally I, I write articles over on Medium.com for the Lions. Did um, you can still go over there and check them out? They 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 provide top quality content uh for all types of genres music entertainment uh so make sure you go over and follow the lion's den this is an incredible episode probably one of our longest just over three hours but it's all good uh an an incredible episode like always uh can't wait to do this next week uh when we have a little bit more stuff or a little bit different stuff to talk about uh probably more baseball probably more basketball all good so yes just to, just to entertain the audience but audience we love you episode 82 will be next week definitely next week and we'll see if we get more breaking news with the coaches and everything but ben god bless you this episode has ended and i'm gonna post this episode literally in five minutes peace out enjoy your week peace love you peace love you audience peace see you guys <laughs> peace <laughs>